I think that was the smoothest, smoothest introduction I've ever done. The production values around here are shooting through the roof. And yes, you are listening or watching or whatever to episode 13, lucky number 13 of the Coin Jam podcast. I think technically this is our one year anniversary, right? So we've done 12 episodes. We completed a full year. We started in February of 2023. And now, of course, we are in February of 2024 with our 13th episode. So Happy anniversary, gentlemen. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my constant companions and co-hosts here. We got Liam, who is one half of Retrobotics on YouTube. Say hello, Liam. How is everyone doing? Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we've got Kay from Prime Arcade on YouTube and TikTok and Facebook. What's up, Kay? Hey, yo, how you doing? Actually, I saw my um, my memories just the, today that tomorrow is our actual anniversary. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the very first show that we put on. So I guess uh, February 25th would be our anniversary. There you go. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy everything. Glad to have you all here. And Today is very special for a couple of reasons. The biggest one being we have a very special guest with us uh, today, a guest co-host, uh, probably known to quite a few of you, Troy from Troy's Restorations on YouTube. Say hello, Troy. What's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? So we're going to be hearing a lot from Troy coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh, and also, I want to remind everyone, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if I really teased this enough. We have a major, major announcement. Uh, that I'm going to reveal at the end of this episode that is going to completely transform the future of the Coin Jam podcast as we know it. So please make sure you stick around until the end uh, so you don't miss uh, that announcement. Uh, going to be a, a pretty, pretty big deal. So let's take a quick look at what's going on in the live chat. we got a lot of folks in here. We've had John D has been in the live chat on and off for eight hours I think he might have been uh, uh, consuming adult beverages uh, since then. So hopefully John does not fall asleep <laughs> before the end of the episode. We've got Angelina as always. Hey, Angelina, jumping general. Uh, he's definitely a trooper. He's always here for us. Uh, who else is here? We got Papa Sean 69 tubing in from Peterborough, Ontario. Uh, who else is here? We got uh, Ian K.O. Uh, am I supposed to say Enco for that, K? I keep forgetting. Yeah. Enco. All right. I'll pronounce it as Enco. All right. And uh, quite a few other folks here. So if you haven't said anything yet, please chime into the live chat, say hello, make sure we know that you're there. Uh, and we welcome any questions you have throughout the episode. Anything you want to hear more from us? Oh, we got Wayne and Jeffrey Mays, a couple of Overtime Arcade channel members chiming in. Uh, Thor KC is here. He's looking for John D. And uh, yeah, Enco is uh, confirming that I am pronouncing uh, the name correctly. So Awesome. We've got a really awesome show for you all. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to go over. We're really going to spend a lot of time uh, with Troy and get to know Troy. Uh, make sure all of you, you know, you want to be subscribed to uh, Troy's channel on YouTube, which is Troy's Restorations. This guy is prolific. Uh, you know, for a while he was doing like an hour long episode almost every single day, just totally, totally cranking them out. Restoring. Uh, I was completely blown away by his bubbles restoration. He did a Solar Fox restoration recently. He's just been kicking butt. Uh, he's also a man of many talents. He re he restores uh, cars and other types of uh, you know classic uh, classic collectibles uh, as well. So uh, I'm a really big fan of Troy. I hope you all are as well. Troy, make sure you put your link uh, to your channel down in the uh, the live chat just so everyone can double check and make sure that they are subscribed to your channel. Right. And uh, 
Yeah, so um, let's see. So why don't we start with our standard updates? We do this round robin. We go around the horn, talk about what's going on, what we've been working on, that sort of thing. And, you know, one of the most exciting things that everyone likes to talk about are recent pickups. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, we'll kick it off with recent pickups, any games you've recently picked up, any game room updates, you know, projects that you finished and moved into your game room or kind of what's even going on in the workshop. So I know Liam has uh, some uh, some news to share with us. Uh, so Liam, why don't you tell us what's been going on? Any pickups lately? Anything exciting happening on the Retro Robotics Arcade? <laughs> well, we actually have picked up one game uh, so far in February, technically. We picked up a Konami cabinet uh, last week, uh, a Contra, I think, it's, I think it was a Contra. It had been converted to a Mortal Kombat uh, poorly. But we are going to be changing that over to be a dedicated cabinet for our aliens. Now, aliens, a lot of people think, came only in conversion cabinets, only a conversion kit. There were a few dedicated machines that left the factory. They were not in Contra cabinets. They were in Devastator's cabinets, but they are identical other than the paint color. So we're going to take this opportunity to give aliens the cabinet it deserves. So that'll be pretty fun. And... A not yet pickup, but close. Drum roll, please. We have made where's, a deal. Where's our sound effects? <laughs> we don't have the budget for that. Yeah, I don't have a soundboard. I wasn't ready. We've made a deal for a Solar Fox upright in absolute gorgeous condition. Yes. Um, yes. And a buddy of ours, uh, Cameron, just picked it up in uh, Tennessee. So we're going to have to finagle away to get down there at some point to pick that machine up but it inside and out it is incredible the art is spotless the only thing missing on it is the original joystick uh it has a trs joystick on it but once we find that it'll be all back to uh how it is meant to be so we're very mm -hmm. excited to have that in here we got a firefox in that corner and we'll have a solar fox in that corner so and that's that's i'm so excited for you guys because i know you and I uh, last summer were at a party, and and you and I and Sam were playing the heck out of uh, Solar Fox uh, that 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 mega collector had at their party. And I know you know both you and Sam, as well as I, have kind of been on the hunt for a Solar Fox uh, since then. I know it's really really it's in my top twenty you know wanted on on Vaps, uh, and I know it's really been at the top of of your list, and uh, you've been after it for a while. So really really excited for you to uh, to get that. And you mentioned. Cameron picked it up for you. So Cameron McCaslin, of course, friend of the uh, podcast. He's been a, a guest host uh, on the podcast uh, before. So awesome, awesome guy down in the, the Nashville area. So yeah, looking forward to the, the two of you linking up so you can uh, grab that Solar Fox from him. Yeah, I don't know when it's going to be, but uh, it, it definitely has a space here already set up for it. So we're, we're excited to, to bring it in. And as for game room updates, there was yeah, another update. Another big one. Um, we finally fixed the hole in the ceiling. There had been the, the water leak and that had caused problems. So here I am in game room two. Uh, now that it's been finally patched up, Firefox is back in its corner. It's back to operation. Everything's nice and clean and I can actually feel relaxed in here again. So that is super nice. Very, very cool. And uh, let me just say real quick, uh, a hi to a smoke break, another overtime arcade uh, channel member, uh, Melissa Hansen chiming in saying, hey, from upstairs. I don't think you're upstairs in, in my house. So I, I, I'm assuming that was a, a wink uh, given to uh, Troy. 
Uh, Wayne, an Overtime Arcade channel member, says, Hey, Troy, how's the knee feeling? I'm sure Troy will tell us all about that uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. But Liam, you're also being shy because I know there's a there's another big game room update, something you've been excited about for a while, something, you know, project that you kind of maybe fit refinished for the, uh, the second time. Uh, that was something you've been working on for a while too, right? Are you alluding to X-Men? No, Robotron. Oh, yeah, Robotron. Yes, we finally have original boards in Robotron, and it took us a while since we first put it together, I think, in February of last year, but with a J-Rock. And Robotron boards are inexplic inexplicably more expensive than, say, a Joust. Um, so swap. it took us a while to... to it's a Rome swap, I know. But it took <laughs> us a while to, to wait for a set that could come through that I wouldn't feel guilty about messing with and now we are now we have it in the uh, the cabinet charles klein gave us a absolutely fantastic harness and uh we scrounged together the rest of the parts and i think now the only unoriginal part on that game aside the harness is the glass bezel other than that we are back to 100 percent uh original robotron and i couldn't be happier the, the, the j-rock is able to play that game perfectly but the sound just does not come through for me um, the, the original soundboard is able to drive it much louder, much more full. So I really am happy to have that. I love that game. Uh, it's quite a few days of the week uh, that Robotron is actually my my favorite game of all time. Uh, I know last night you mentioned Charles Klein. So we did um, the uh, Overtime Arcade monthly members only live stream was last night, which is a perk to all channel members uh, of my channel. Uh, Charles Klein was there. He's a channel member. Uh, it was really fun, you know, him hanging out and chatting with us. And Dell from Dell's Arcade, he challenged me. I was doing the basement, you know, I was doing a bunch of gameplay. And Dell from Dell's Arcade challenged me to play Robotron with your hands swapped. So you kind of cross your hands and you have your right hand on the movement stick and your left hand on the shooting stick. And it's like super disorienting. It kind of screws with your brain. Like you can get past the first level uh, pretty easily, but it starts to get a little bit hectic because, you know, you want to have these twitch reflexes, but your your wires are crossed inside your brain. So awesome I'm going to have stuff. to give that a shot now. I've been obviously on a little bit of a Robotron kick. Yeah, chasing, chasing that million score, right? Oh, that's the dream. I still haven't even hit 500K. <laughs> well, it'll come. It'll come uh, soon enough. Uh, you are, you are doggedly determined. Uh, every time I watch you play, you uh, you take it to a sort of a next level of intensity. So next, why don't we kick it over to Kay to kind of hear what's been going on out in Texas? Uh, any pickups lately, Kay? Any projects that you've been finishing? Game room updates? Anything like that at all? Oh, also before I say anything, I want to give it. Troy is bringing his entire fan base with him here. Uh, big shout out to Linda Lukens. Uh, signing in, saying hi. That is awesome. So sorry about that, Kay. Over to you now. So the most recent pickup would be from yesterday. I picked up a Pac-Man Cabaret. Um, complete, uh, not working. It's It seems to have some sort of board issue because I get an image on the monitor, but it's just a lot of stuff jumping around. I, I haven't taken any look at it other than confirming everything was in there. But I think just... Uh, I might just be able to push in chips and have a machine. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but the only thing that I found that was missing was like the very top bracket for the bezel, I think is the only thing that was missing. But everything else is complete on that cabinet. And I got it for a good deal. Uh, and it was out of town, but it was the guy messaged me 30 minutes before I was there anyway. So it was I was able to grab it while I was there. Um, 
I haven't really picked up too many other projects since the large pickup I did a couple months back. Um, I, for a game room update, however, um, I've had the same Multicade uh, in my collection for several years now in a Street Fighter III cabinet, and it originally had a 25-inch CRT in it, but I ended up having to steal that because I needed it for some other project. I needed it for some shooting game that had to have a CRT, so I just stole mine because it was the only one available. I put a flat screen in it, and I've never replaced it since then. And the only issue I've ever really had with that Multicade is a lot of the games had some lag issues, both with audio and kind of jittering a little bit. Uh, my girlfriend had some issues, and I uh, playing a third strike on it just because it's it's got a lot of slowdown. I was building a multi for someone else using the same board, and it had a CRT in it, and I noticed there was no slowdown. So it turns out if you've got a Pandora's box that can do either standard res or high res, if you have it at high res, you're going to have a bunch of skipping issues. But if you do it at standard res, you don't. Everything's smooth, plays really nicely, and that just reinforced me really wanting to have a CRT in my machine again. But I still don't have a 25 laying around. So I had a Dynamo cab that had a Marvel versus Capcom board in it and a Marvel versus Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter marquee in it, and no other artwork. It's just a 19-inch monitor a Dynamo corner cut cab, and I decided. I'm going to get that cabinet instead. So I took out that uh, that busted marquee and put in a, a Street Fighter II Championship Edition marquee that I had hanging on my wall, and it was a perfect fit. And uh, I just put the, the Pandora's box in there and sold the Marvel vs. Capcom board to a friend. And I decided, well, I've already got the marquee. Let's do the whole art package. So I got uh, a custom-made bezel and control panel and side art, and I just turned the entire cabinet to look like a Street Fighter II Championship Edition, which is one of my favorite fighting games of all time. So... Uh, I also changed the, the T-molding to be a nice light blue, uh, recapped the monitor, and just put uh, new buttons on there because all the buttons were red. I didn't like that. I want the, the red, white, and blue that the original you know, Street Fighter 2 had. And it's just a beautiful cabinet. I like looking at it. I like having it in the house. Uh, I don't play it still, but I like having it and looking at it. So <laughs> It's part of the hobby, man. <laughs> it's something to look at as I walk past to go do something else. There you go. Awesome. And uh, so, you know, any any big, uh, um, you know, uh, like you mentioned, you made that that huge pickup. Uh, anything going on business wise? You know, anything interesting that you've finished and sold lately? Anything like that? Uh, there's nothing too exciting. I did fix up a dig dug. That's one of the few dedicated cabinets that was still original that came from that that large hall. I still have a, a centipede and an uh, Omega Race cocktail uh, that came from that that. I still need to work on, but most everything else was a conversion. Uh, and I'll, I'll get to some of those in, in some of our later topics because uh, they're more relevant to those. But uh, the, the last pick, the, the last thing I fixed before this, uh, or the last thing I, I fixed was a Capcom bowling in a Super Pac-Man cabinet. Nothing too exciting, but I sold it within 30 minutes of posting it. So that's exciting. People love that game. It's People not bad. Like, if I'm going to have a bowling game in my collection, I'd rather have Silver Strike, but this is a nice predecessor to it. Mm -hmm. So I can yeah. see the appeal. And it's, you know, it's something that you can just keep playing and playing and playing, you know, chasing a 300, right? So it makes a fantastic drinking game with friends. There you go. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Kay. Over to you, Troy. So, uh, kind of as, as Wayne alluded to in the live chat, you know, you've had a little you know, minor medical issue that's kind of slowed uh, slowed you down back from your typical superhuman prolific pace of uh, working on projects. Uh, but what's, you know, with 
you know, the, the knee uh, notwithstanding, what's been going on lately? You know, you did a huge renovation of your entire arcade. You've been doing tons of projects. What's What's been going on over at uh, your arcade and your workshop? Um, working on Paperboy right now. Just started working on that. Um, I got that cabinet last summer. Just an empty cabinet. What didn't have anything. Been piecing and parting it together for the past year. Um, guy, shout out to Patrick. He uh, helped me out with a lot of parts. Um, now he's uh, helped me out with some side art as well. So um, I did do a pickup two nights ago. The three nights ago, was it? What was, For what was that? A, a buddy of mine in Michigan that I uh, restored that Donkey Kong 3 cabinet for, that red one. It was a video last year, I think I did. Um, I picked up a pole position for him, and he wants me to completely redo it. Nice. So Upright? Um, what, what kind, which version yeah, of the it's, cabinet? It's an upright. It's a regular upright. I have mine, and I never made a video on it, so I'm actually going to do a video series on it since uh, I never did one on mine because that was years before I started making videos. Yeah. Awesome. And tell, tell us about the renovation that you did. This was a pretty, pretty major you know, project. What was, what, yeah. what was, what went into that? Everything. I ripped all the ceilings out, um, rewired the whole entire house. Uh, the main fuse panel, put a whole new fuse panel in down here. Um, you know, I put the wood on the walls and the ceiling, made my own drop ceiling out of wood. Uh, vinyl flooring. I ended up putting uh, just a glued down vinyl flooring. I glued it right to the concrete. I was afraid to put anything floating because of the weight of the games. I thought maybe it would buckle on me in overtime or something like that. So uh, I barely got it done in time. I literally finished it maybe 20 minutes before people start showing up for our New Year's party. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a close one. Yeah. Well, and you've, you've got an awesome collection. And, and anyone that's, you know, watched your channel, uh, uh, I'm blown away. I always learn, you know, stuff from, from you and what you're working on. Uh, that's been incredible. And uh, Angelina in the live chat wants to hear about the uh, the leg lamp you've got behind you. That is a real leg lamp. Um, I got that for Christmas years ago. Um, it was ordered from uh, wherever they sell them. It's a legit one. It's not a fake one or anything like that. We just leave it up all year. It's not a real leg. It's a real leg lamp. <laughs> it's a real leg lamp. I might have to use that leg one day. <laughs> it's, it's funny. We my uh, um, my son, uh, one of my kids, loves learning about. This is just a bizarre tangent, but I think it's hilarious. He loves like old, you know, history and and battles and all that kind of stuff. And we were listening to something today about uh, like ancient Egypt, right? And there was a a pharaoh who was you know deposed in a, in a coup. And they killed him, and they stole his like his big toe off of his foot as a trophy. And my nine-year-old son that thought that was the most hilarious thing, stealing the king's toe. Uh, maybe they made a lamp out of it or something. You never know. So awesome. So uh, next up, oh, we got a bunch of new people uh, chiming in here. Stephen Wallard. Uh, who else? Uh, Levi Patterson. Awesome, awesome. Uh, these guys are are you know definitely uh, diehards of the podcast. Are always around here, which is great. Uh, thanks for joining, fellas. So uh, next, and maybe we'll go and oh, I got to talk about my stuff. Okay, so let's see. Um, uh, pickups. Uh, I was alluding to this last month. I think just before, um, just before the last episode, I did a, a dual pickup in the snow. Uh, I don't know. You can kind of maybe see a little glimpse of this Neo Geo uh, up here, 
And I don't know, there's another cabinet over here you might not be able to see. So I picked up two cabinets in the snow. Uh, that pickup video is coming out tomorrow. Uh, it's already been released uh, for early access uh, for Overtime Arcade channel members. They've been watching it since earlier today. So that's a lot of fun. You know, awesome deal. Uh, two cabinets for $75 each. Uh, both of them are working. Uh, both of you know, one, one has been lightly converted. One has been heavily converted, uh, but working games, a great, great, great deal. So, um, and, uh, Hey, we've got, uh, uh, Tony Arrowwood from the arcade, uh, wood shop. Uh, you know, Tony makes those awesome reproduction Williams, uh, control panels. Uh, he makes full, you know, reproduction factory, perfect factory accurate, uh, reproduction cabinets. Uh, he's also an overtime arcade channel member. He's about to launch his own channel about doing all of that kind of stuff. Uh, he's just checking in and saying hi. So thanks for joining, uh, uh, Tony. Um, so let's see, that was a pickup. Uh, I made a couple of other, uh, pickups. Um, not really for me though. I picked up a, um, a World Series, uh, Cinematronics World Series countertop. I actually picked that up for Cameron, though. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, between, you know, I live relatively close to Liam, and I've got one of Cameron's cabinets, and Cameron lives down in Tennessee, and he's got one of Liam's cabinets. So I'm trying to get these two to, to sort out the logistics where maybe Liam swings by my place, grabs Cameron's cabinet on his way down to um, yeah, maybe meeting Cameron halfway who can come out with, uh, Liam's and Sam's, uh, solar Fox and they can do a handoff kind of like, uh, Jeremiah and I did last year, uh, cause we both had some uh, machines for each other. So hopefully that works out. That was an interesting, uh, pickup. Um, and, uh, there was another game that I picked up at that same day. Unfortunately, it wasn't for me either. And it's kind of tucked away, uh, back there. Uh, it's a Galaxian clone called Spacian, S-P-A-C-I-A-N, sort of really weird, uh, uh, you know, Galaxian clone. Uh, but it's got the most incredible, you know, borderline not safe for work uh, artwork uh, on the uh, on the cabinet on the side art, uh, and that's actually for Dillweed, uh, who Overtime Arcade channel member, very you know known throughout the Claw forums. He's all over Discord. And he has a YouTube channel too. So uh, he's now got. Um, two games uh, here. He's got the Spacian uh, cabinet and he's got, uh, you can kind of see it poking through uh, where my arm going. Uh, this uh, moving blanket is covering up a, a Sega Space Tactics uh, cockpit. So he's got to come out from Indiana. He's going to bring a box truck. He's going to grab the cockpit. He's going to grab the Spacian and uh, whatever else he has me pick up for him out here relatively soon. So what else have I been working on? Uh, rebuilt my Qbert joystick, stripped the control panel. I've been working on matching laminate for both of those cabinets. Excuse me. I got the sound PCB working. Uh, the speech is working. It is making sounds. Some of the sounds aren't right, so I got a little bit of troubleshooting left to do, but fortunately that SC01 uh, uh, speech chip is working, so that's really good. I had a heck of a time working on my Leland uh, quarterback. I was able to successfully deconvert it from a... Um, uh, it was converted to Ms. Pac-Man. I got it back to a working uh, quarterback. I got the 25-inch K5500 monitor working in that. Um, but the video, there's an issue with the board, the video coming off of it. The colors are all like washed out and, and not strong enough. So I got some board work I got to do there. Um, and uh, let's see what else. We're working on the Moon Patrol uh, cocktail, kind of tore that all down and got everything sort of scored away 
uh, to continue working on that. That was kind of uh, disgusting. Both of these, so cocktail, so it has two control panels. Both of those uh, control panels, you open them up, they were filled with um, uh, uh, mouse nests. So uh, that was kind of interesting. So a lot of other stuff going on, but uh, why don't we move on to projects we're all currently working on? So maybe we can go around the horn in the uh, reverse order. So starting with uh, uh, Troy, what's you know you mentioned the um, uh, the paperboy. What else is going on in the uh, in the the workshop right now? I'm doing that. I just built a quick cocktail for one of my buddy's uh, kids, just a sixty and one for him, and then uh, building another real quick one for another buddy, and uh, going to be working on that pole position as well. You've muted yourself. Can't hear you, Charlie. And, and sorry, I because I got it backwards, right? Like I can click on the screen and then I got the microphone mute. Sorry, and then I go by the light on the microphone. Like, look at this, look at this fancy thing, right? It's got all these LED lighting effects, um, and hopefully, I didn't make all kinds of noise by picking up the microphone. Um, any other uh, house remodeling you're doing, uh, Troy? What else is? Uh, um, yeah, cooking? actually, I'm going to be working on another part of the. Um, uh, shop in the back, the first bay in the back section. I'm going to be pouring concrete back there and getting another section ready. I'm, I'm always jealous doing... of your of how well lit your workshop is. It's it's really great. You know what's funny is it's just six inch can lights from Amazon. There's like really hundred and some of them in there. Well, that's gonna <laughs> hundred and something of them will do it. <laughs> you can put like a hundred of them on a twenty amp breaker. Which I have, a, I have it broken up less than that, but they take so little power that you can put a ton of them on there. Because they're LED, right? Yeah, yeah, they take no yeah. next to no power. I think it's like 13 watts per light, so it's real minimal. Yeah. But awesome. uh, yeah, I'm building that other um, bay right now because I'm going to be doing the cars and everything full time now. So, well, that's that's exciting. We'll get to that in a little bit. That's that's really really exciting news. That I think we're all you know super happy uh, to hear from you. Um, we got another uh, big shout out here. Uh, big name uh, showing up in the uh, the live chat here. Sean from Classic Arcade Repairs and what up everyone? Uh, Sean is awesome. Sean's another channel that if you're watching this or listening to this, you need to be subscribed and you probably already are to Classic Arcade Repairs on YouTube. Talk about a channel that I'm constantly learning stuff from. Um, you know, uh, Sean does a ton of PCB repairs and monitor repairs and, uh, you know, even like full, full, you know, uh, cabinet projects and he does pickup videos sometimes too, but, you know, really, really highly technical and often coming up with creative solutions for seemingly impossible problems. So I'm a big fan of Sean and Sean's also the reason why my Matsushita monitor is actually working. So if you remember the Matsushita in my kangaroo uh, I got it working and then the, the, the flyback went kaput. It started arcing all over the place. The original uh, flyback, I bought a replacement reproduction um, flyback on eBay. Yeah, I know what was I expecting and, and that didn't work. It didn't have, um, it wasn't producing enough or any heater voltage. And Sean uh, hooked me up with a, uh, a OEM working flyback from one of his parts uh, chassis. So really awesome, awesome guy there, uh, Sean. So thanks for coming over here. Uh, Papa Papa Sean sixty nine says he's been working through Sean's channel over the last few few weeks. Sean's also, if you become a, a channel member of Sean's channel, Classic Arcade Repairs, he's got a ton of awesome videos uh, uh, in the members only section there. So 
definitely something worth uh, checking out. So cool. Let's go over to uh, Kay then, projects that you're currently working on. You said you're still kind of, you know, uh, hacking your way through that huge pickup that you did. Anything interesting that's really uh, striking your fancy right now in, in the current uh, queue? So today I finished a Superman for uh, one of my clients that was in a wide body Super Mario or a, a wide body a wide body Mario Brothers cabinet. It was very so lazily like converted. Taito Superman. Yes. With the blue yeah. Superman and the red Superman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it was very lazily converted. It still has the uh, the twenty easy monitor in it, and the Mario Brothers bezel was just flipped around. That's the bezel that they nice. used for it. Uh, they at least changed the marquee. That's the only Superman art in the entire thing. And then the Mario Brothers artwork had been removed from the sides, but not very well. It's like someone just kind of grabbed it and peeled it off because all the residue was still all over the sides. Are you are you converting it back? No, he just wanted that Superman fix because it had a, a monitor issue, and he just wants it back like that. Whatever, that's fine. You say, um, hey, I'll, I'll trade you this beautiful uh, Dynamo cab <laughs> for so that white body. Throw that Brothers. Superman and something else and, and do a deconversion back to, to original, but it's not my machine, not my problem. Um, I'm also working on a black hole pinball machine that has been in the shop for a year and a half. That's also for a client. Uh, it's almost 100%. Um, I have a few videos of it on my TikTok. Um, the last thing to do is three of the four pop bumpers on the top play field uh, will stick and blow the fuse. Uh, on those System 80 pinballs, uh, each individual pop bumper has its own board that it runs off of. And so I've ordered replacement boards for those and that should fix the problem. And then that machine's 100%. Uh, the last video I did was uh, doing all the cosmetics to it, changing everything to LED, putting in new rubbers and giving everything a nice thorough cleaning and it's night and day. It's a very beautiful, it's a beautiful pin anyway. Black Hole's a really nice looking pinball machine, uh, but whenever you do give it the proper care that it that it needs, uh, it, it just looks fantastic. And it's it's kind of fun to play with the, the lower play field in it as well. Oh, uh, it's a only, fun game. The only big glaring issue is that the motor for the actual spinning Black Hole, completely gone. Uh, so I kind of had to just- Like missing. It the inside. Yeah, it has just straight up jacked just gone. Hmm. Uh, so I just kind of had to take that to the inside of the uh, back glass, but it still looks okay. It just doesn't spin. Hmm. Um, coming up next for repairs, I'm working on a Street Fighter 2 for a client and a Star Trek pinball machine for another client. Uh, also, the Qbert that I've been asking for a soundboard for for a while, I kind of gave up on that, and I just picked up one of those uh, FPGA boards uh, that'll play Qbert, and it it has the sound and speech and everything on it. Um, it also, it'll run the knocker in the cabinet and everything too. Um, and it seems to, I haven't installed it yet, but from when my research, it, it seems to play pretty faithfully. And it's one of those boards that, you know, since it's FPGA, you wouldn't know that it's not original unless you actually opened up the back and took a look. So that's good enough for me. And it's good enough for the client that's going to buy it whenever it's finished. So uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy with that solution. Uh, they also yeah. make an adapter, so I don't there have is, to hack up any of the wiring. There More is reliable asterisk with the J Rock on Qbert, if I remember correctly, and that is that the knocker in Qbert is 24 volts, and the J Rock can only drive 12. To get different, uh, I don't knocker. I don't think it's a J Rock though. I'm not sure. It's but I it's whatever one I bought from Arcade Shop, so I don't know. That would be yeah, a J Rock. Yeah, you just have to get a different um what's it called? 
A different solenoid? Um, different solenoid. solenoid. Yeah. Arcade Shop sells them too, the 12 volt ones. I, said, I think it actually had it, it had something in the manual about that. So I'll get all that taken care of. Uh, if I remember correctly, the, the fuse is blown for that solenoid anyway, so that coil is probably bad regardless. Uh, yeah. But as as far as what's what's coming up soon, I think that's that about covers it. Awesome. Before we go to Kate, we'll check back in with the live chat again. Uh, Sean again from Classic Arcade Repairs. Notice the timber that I have over my shoulder here. Said that uh, he fixed a timber set today. Awesome, fun game. Definitely agree with you. Uh, and he says it's actually running as we chat. Should probably go check it out. Make sure it hasn't died. Uh, unfortunately, I think you you missed maybe the the beginning of the uh, the podcast, uh, Sean. This is not my timber. This belongs to a buddy of mine, and he is going to be picking it up uh, from right here in my garage in about half an hour. Uh, he's coming over. His name is Troy, not to be confused with uh, our guest here. Uh, he's going to be picking up alongside uh, Kapow from Kapow's Arcade on uh, YouTube. Uh, they those guys live. Um, Kapow lives about an hour away from me, and, and Troy lives a couple more uh, hours away um yeah awesome okay so liam over to you uh what's what's currently occupying uh the workbench uh, at the retro robotics lab we're doing a bit of tinkering with the six player x-men we've had sound issues with it as is expected with konami so i went through the process yesterday and uh, removed the original sound chip socketed it uh recapped the pcb um, had a heart attack when I put it back in the cabinet and it was coming up with static on the screen. Turned out a tiny glob of solder had fallen down and shorted out two other chips, which was never great, but um, removed that and it was working fine. Uh, unfortunately, the repro didn't work, uh, but the, the original uh, chip is still sort of working. I guess the recap of the, uh, the board helped it out a bit, so it'll keep on limping along until I get another repo to put in there. Other than that, we've got that Konami out in the garage. That's going to become Aliens. It needs quite a bit of work. Um, needs new paint. Needs fixing holes, Bondo. It's seen some water in the past. And it's got a Hanthorex. So we've got a, a cap kit for that Hanthorex. And I'm going to try not to kill myself with it. Um, try to make sure it comes back to life. Because the monitor actually is fairly nice. It could be because it's a Hanthorex. Hmm. It didn't see a lot of use absolutely zero burn it's uh it's been dead for 20 years <laughs> exactly it's like our it's like our firefox monitor the amplifone raster is just absolutely gorgeous burn free because it's been dead since the 80s well and, and that's like with matsushita's everyone's like wow what a beautiful burn free monitor it's because it was broken when it came from the factory <laughs> exactly so wow. i think those are the two big big projects that were working on we got the art package for the six player x-men coming in on monday so we're going to be giving it the the final touch-ups it needs before it's sort of settled and we've got a you know joystick rebuilds trackball rebuilds we're going to work on our crystal castles a bit to get both of its trackballs fixed and that's about it for right now well and, and you and sam are of course uh experts at rebuilding trackballs kind of doing it as a uh his and hers kind of uh a project together yeah, we've got we got all right. these Atari cocktails too. So we've got plenty to plenty to work on that need rebuilds. Nice. Okay. Um, so I think that's back to me then. So projects I'm currently working on. Um, so the uh the jungle king has been something I've been focused on uh lately. I'm almost done stripping uh the, the paint off. So 
you know, I've done a bunch of videos where I really like using a technique where lay the cabinet on its side, uh, cover it in paper towels, soak those paper towels in isopropyl alcohol, throw saran wrap onto it to keep the, uh, the isopropyl from drying out and give it several hours until the paint really starts wrinkling off. But you really can't do that with a, uh, a particle board cabinet because that moisture will wick in there and just start expanding. And, um, you know, uh, one of another one of my uh, channel members, uh, Arcade Restore Noob, on, um, he's got a YouTube channel. He's restoring a, uh, a jungle hunt that had been converted to a Rygar or Rastan. I forget, but he's he's restoring it back to that converted uh, game, which is his favorite game, I think. And uh, he tried doing uh, uh, the the isopropyl and saran wrap technique, and his the 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 particle board sides of his cabinet just sort of almost broke out like a pizza face, you know, type of situation. So the only other alternative, uh, if you don't want to strip it down to to bare wood and redo those stencils on a, on a cabinet like this, is to painstakingly you know, wax on, wax off with a magic eraser and, you know, constantly spraying isopropyl. And so uh, I've got one side completely done. I've got the uh, the front done, which is really easy because it's just sort of two two things on either side of the, the coin door uh, opening. And I'm about halfway done uh, with the, uh, the other side. So hoping to uh, finish that uh, uh, pretty uh, soon. Uh, what else have I been doing with the... Um, uh, the Jungle King. Oh, I've got it over here on my on my bench. Um, so uh, what normal people do, so the, the the linear power supply in these classic Tatos, so Jungle King, Jungle Hunt, Elevator Action, you know, that sort of thing, are the 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 power supplies in those are notoriously bad. They are way overcomplicated and they just go bad all the time. So every sane person in the world, every sane person in the world uh, uh, just gets rid of them and replaces them with a switching power supply. They say, just do it. You're done with it. The board works fine off of, off of uh, a switcher, but because I'm a lunatic and I feel driven to at least try to fix these sort of things, I am attempting to rebuild a linear power supply, classic Tato linear power supply. I also basically got it for free. It was donated uh, to me by one of my uh, channel members, uh, photo boy, who also has a YouTube channel, um, called random fun and games. Um, so I've got it to the point where it's only blowing one fuse, uh, <laughs> uh, reliably. Such and, uh, anyway, Progress. I got, a, I got just today, I got three different suppliers delivered parts that I needed for this thing. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to replace all the transistors, the bridge rectifiers, all of the diodes, the tantalum caps. And I think that will, uh, solve my problem. This so power supply list, has, what are you not ahead. replacing? Uh, all the resistors, the ICs. This thing is ridiculously complicated, right? Um, the it's got four two N three hundred five five bottle cap transistors. One of them is on a heat sink on the board. Three of them are on a remote um, uh, uh, heat sink, kind of like a, a Williams uh, heat sink, but it has three on that one. It's got three different bridge rectifiers, three different uh, filter caps. I'm not replacing the filter caps. The, the the whole ice the the whole uh, power supply only has um, I think the only electrolytic caps on the thing are the filter caps three huge filter caps on the thing so anyway I've, I got parts from uh, Peter at ArcadePartsRepair.com from DigiKey and from Electronics Express that was the only way I could get because there's like just really esoteric um, there's like a weird diode on it 
And uh, anyway, so that'll be uh, that'll be good at some point. Uh, we have half a dozen in the uh, the live chat saying uh, they're trying to restore their marriage. And uh, Kay offered the very helpful helpful suggestion of soaking it in alcohol. <laughs> and then we've got Russ from Penner Station uh, checking in another overtime arcade channel member and a long time a viewer of the uh, podcast. So let's see. Other than the uh, the Jungle King, also. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, redoing the control panel. So I bought a, a um, an original control panel on a uh, clove. Uh, had never been converted, so I don't have to fix any of the metal, but uh, the, the CPO is all trash. So I've got it right here. Freshly stripped the old uh, control panel or CPO off and it's all sanded and uh, painted. All the rust is gone. So uh, this is probably ready tomorrow for the, the new CPO to go onto it, which is great. Got one from this old game. So making progress on the jungle uh, King. And then I think uh, next uh, the next thing in the queue. So that jungle King video will come out a week from tomorrow on my channel. Uh, and then I think that the next one that I want to dig out of the, uh, the queue that will make uh, Russell uh, from Penner station. Very happy is the defender uh, that I picked up a few months back. So I'm going to spend some more time uh, with the defender, which is kind of buried uh, back there. So lots of stuff going on. And uh, so our last sort of typical roundup question, and I'll, I'll take the first crack at this uh, myself, you know, what sort of upcoming plans we have, right? So sort of, if you've never noticed a pattern before with these update questions, it's basically, what have you done? What are you doing right now? And what are we going to be doing in the future, right? So my upcoming future plans, in addition to that uh, Defender, I was going to say uh, that I had a pickup uh, scheduled, uh, but I actually did it today already. So um, I recently won a couple of PCBs at Jaybird Auctions. So Jaybird Auctions is where, so they're in Frederick, Maryland. so like an hour away from me. Everything's like an hour away from me. Um, they got, uh, I got my um, uh, uh, future spy from them last year. So uh, Jaybird Auctions run by Amanda. She is the daughter of Lloyd from uh, 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 CoinOp uh, Warehouse and the sister of Ben from CoinOp Amusement. So kind of a family sort of, you know, solar system of, of companies there. So very, very cool. Uh, I'll do a video at some point about those two PCBs that I picked up and I might have to buy a costume to take a funny uh, thumbnail for uh, for one of those uh, for one of those games. Uh, let's see. Um, what I need, so parts that I need, I still need a Jungle King glass bezel, like the artwork bezel. I've had a couple of leads. I think a couple of folks are a little bit uh, squeamish about shipping a, a glass bezel like this, which I totally understand. But if there's somebody out there that's got a uh, extra Jungle King glass bezel and is willing to uh, ship it, or uh, I can maybe pick it up for you if you're somewhere in my uh, journeys, but path of my journeys, uh, I'm going to be ordering the depth chart art package uh, soon from uh, Galloping Ghost Reproductions. I think we talked about this before. They recently added it to their inventory. Um, I need to order the Qbert art packages and the the laminate for Qbert for the two cabinets that I'm doing. I've been doing matching laminate, whatever. I think I found one that's probably a, a decent one. Uh, I've been also looking at laminate samples for the Moon Patrol. So I am going to try to save uh, the wood of the, the Moon Patrol cocktail that had been left out in the rain for a couple of months. Uh, hey, Sean, take care. I uh, really appreciate you stopping by, buddy. Um, but I'm going to rip off uh, the, uh, the the current sort of veneer uh, off of the uh, the cocktail and replace it with new laminate. So that should be good. And uh, oh, lastly, finally got an update on my uh, Ms. Pac-Man stencil. So breaking news here. 
Um, I ordered these uh, stencils from this old game uh, back in uh, December of 2022. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I just got a PM from Clove, our PM on Clove from Rich from this old game that um, they actually missed my order and uh, they're going to kind of rush do it and make it up to me with uh, free shipping, which um, is not going to be cheap because, and my headset just died. Sorry. These uh, 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 shipping, these uh, stencils is not cheap. So I really appreciate Rich coming through for me uh, there, Rich and Kendra. So uh, that should be exciting. And that's really the last thing I need to finish the Ms. Pack project. Although I think I've decided I'm going to, repurpose the monitor the geo 7 that i had rebuilt for the miss pac-man i'm gonna stick that in a different cabinet and pick one of my monitors with really severe uh pack burn and, and throw that in the uh the miss pac-man otherwise i'll never be able to use that uh tube and another uh monitor couple more folks uh chiming in we got uh josh from encore's arcade who's also an overtime arcade uh channel member uh checking in and uh angelina joking uh, if you want to restore your marriage throw out your video games very funny, Angelina. Okay, so um, then let's go back through to uh, Troy. So what's uh, coming up? What do you got planned? You know, what's what's in the queue after you finish the uh, the Paperboy? You know, what else is coming down the road? Um, I got quite a few games in the back building. I think I sent you some pictures of them in the past. There's probably at least 20 back there. But I do have to do Stargate next because I've been promising nice. somebody that I would do a Stargate. And I got to do it next. So that's going to be next after the paper boy gets finished up. What what other highlights are in that uh, stack of 20? You got the. <laughs> oh, boy. I get, you put me on a spot now. I got to think what I have back there. There's a turtles cabinet back there. Um, there is a stern cabinet back there. Um, I think there's another one or two Tato cabinets. Uh I'll have to think about it. I can't remember. Okay. There's a lot back there. And, and any other big plans going on right now? No, not really. Um, getting anxious to start working full time again. So sitting around for five, six weeks well, really sucks. With the with the bum knee, yeah. None yeah, of us is yeah. getting any younger. No. And I, I'm not one to sit around, so it's uh it's really difficult. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, yeah, I mean I like I was saying, you know. I've always been so inspired by uh, your work ethic and just, you know, how fast you uh, crank through so much and like all the videos that you do and everything. So uh, I'm sure it's, it's, it's torture uh, to be uh, hobbled uh, temporarily as it is. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, over to you. I got a Tempest to What's do. What's I got a Tempest. Nice. I need to do. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Kay, over to you. What's, uh, what's in the future for Prime Arcade? I've also got a Tempest, but that's just in the giant pile, so it's probably not anywhere soon. Um, I have two cabinets that were part of that large pickup. One of them is just this very generic cabinet. Uh, the marquee is just blue plexi, and it's the same blue plexi that they used for the control panel. Cheap joystick and buttons. I couldn't even tell what it was because there's no artwork on it. And I opened it up and took a look in the back to find that it is a Versus Super Mario Brothers. It's got the board set nice. inside the cage. It's got a 20 easy monitor in it. It's like, well, that's, that's it's not what I was expecting to find. I figured I'd just find some, you know, bootleg game in there, some cheap board. But no, it's it's a nice full uh, Super versus Super Mario Brothers setup. 
It's not a great candidate for it. So I intend to, first of all, try to get it to work, but I was going to pull those things out and maybe find a different cabinet for it or just set it aside as parts with all my other parts that are lying around. But there's also, and I mentioned this last time, an extremely janky looking bootleg uh, Tetris that just has Tetris like on the marquee that's just like written out on the generic background. Uh, a very oddly made bezel uh, because uh, it's not the right cabinet for it. So it's, it's very tall. I think it's meant for a 25 inch monitor mounted vertically. Um, so they printed out a bezel and then just printed a bunch of extra white space on the top to sit above it to fill the empty space. Huh. And and then the monitor that's in it's like this 17-inch LCD that's just kind of suspended on these weird hooks is janky. It's, like, it looks janky. It's hanging. Let's say it's it, hanging. In it's hard. To, I have to take pictures of it. it. It's hard to describe, but it's, there's basically uh, these these two pieces hanging down that the monitor's attached to. But it's extremely flimsy. You can just shake it, and the whole monitor just goes right back and forth. Um, like it's janky is the only way to describe it. Uh, my plan is wow. to take the Tetris stuff out of that cabinet and put it into the cabinet that the Super Mario Brothers is in right now. Uh, I I ordered the marquee and side art and stuff for it, and I can use that bezel that he made. I just have to cut off the unnecessary part at the top. And I can make a pretty decent Tetris out of that cabinet and then figure out what I want to do with this other cabinet once I pull that janky monitor and, you know, clean it up a little bit. Because I'm not even sure what cabinet it's it's supposed to be or wasn't originally, but um, I, it'll probably make a decent multicade if nothing else. But I'll make videos on those. Well, and, and Levi Patterson in the live chat uh, just a little bit earlier was saying he recently picked up a Tetris for his wife and she loves it. I think everybody, everybody loves Tetris. Uh, but uh, him and his wife love it so much that he drove 12 hours round trip uh, for it. So very, very cool there. And I know yeah. uh, Levi was sharing pictures of that with me uh, privately, which is uh, really cool. So yeah, so what, what else can, is cooking uh, out in Texas? I, I, I can definitely sell a Tetris. So I, I want to oh, transfer yeah. that over to a better cabinet and get it the proper artwork and get it into a nice looking machine. Um, not a part I'm looking for, but I part of that pickup was a very – very odd looking breakout cabinet originally atari breakout cabinet yeah um it looks like it's been in a fire that's the only way to describe it and it hasn't but like someone just painted it with this textured black paint it's huh. kind of like it feels like like rhino lining for a no, pickup it feels truck like a, like a popcorn ceiling but black wow just painted all over the cabinet and painted on everything it's all over the control panel it's all over the brackets for the marquee. Uh, it's all over, which the marquee is just a Pac-Man marquee because someone converted this into a bootleg Pac-Man. It doesn't even have a Pac-Man board. It has a bootleg Pac-Man board inside of it. And um, Sacrilege. Steve Jobs is rolling in his grave. But it has an ally coin door, which is also coated in the same paint. So, so weird. It's not, it's, the cabinet's in terrible condition. I'm probably just going to part it out, but that means I've got an ally coin door that needs a lot of work, but could potentially be restored. Um, yeah. I, you'd have to strip all that nasty paint off and then probably give it like a, some sandblasting or something to really get it you know, looking good again. But I mean, that's mainly the reason why I grabbed that cabinet instead of just throwing it in the garbage. It's like, maybe I can use that coin door. Maybe I can pull some parts out of this thing, but that, that cabinet's just going to be stripped and set outside. Uh, there's Wild. a uh, there's a, a pickup I'm doing tomorrow where um, I'm doing a trade. I sold a high-speed pinball machine 
And as part of the payment, I'm getting back a couple of machines that I had repaired for this guy previously. I'm getting a Trog and a Popeye. And they're both still working. Um, I repaired them less than a year ago. Um, so the Popeye especially, I, I rebuilt the monitor on and everything's working great on it. The only thing it lacks is side art. Uh, so I've ordered some side art for it. I should be able to just slap that on there and put it up for sale. And then the Trog, I think, doesn't need anything. I'll, I'll go through everything first just to, to ensure that it's all good to go. But um, since I repaired them less than a year ago and they're still working, I, I can pretty safely assume that not a whole lot's going to have to be done to them. So uh, I'm going to get that Trog, going to get that Popeye, and then hopefully fix up that Pac-Man Cabaret I just picked up, and I can throw all three in the showroom at the same time. Another another prolific guy there. So Troy, Kay, you and Troy are definitely making us rank amateurs. Uh, Liam and I <laughs> feel uh, feel uh, insignificant against to your full time uh, efforts. So yeah, all you gotta uh, do is quit your job and take it full time. It, it motivates you, you like nothing else. There you go. <laughs> Work or starve, right? So uh, Kay, we'll kick it back to you. Or I'm sorry, Liam, we'll kick it back to you. Last but not least. Uh, what's going on? What's on the horizon? What's coming up soon in your workshop and your channel? Any parts you're looking for? And while you do that, I'm going to go and open up my garage door because I think uh, uh, Troy and Kapow are going to be here any second. Artwork is on the horizon. Uh, we have the new marquee and uh, new character panel for the six-player X-Men in the other room coming in the mail, hopefully Monday. And we also have a full art package coming in for Major Havoc which is uh, very exciting to, to do because our major havoc, the side art is incredibly damaged. Usually we would leave damaged side art. I mean, the side of uh, X-Men looks like Wolverine himself came and attacked it, but there's nothing left of major havoc. So very excited to see how uh, new that cabinet can be made. As for parts we're looking for, um, not much. Uh, tinted glass for Lunar Lander would be nice. It still has an Asteroids panel on it because that's all I've got. And that's about it. As for games, we could always use a Qbert. We are still looking for a Qbert. We have been screwed a couple times on Qbert. So tell hopefully. tell us a little bit about that. You've 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 been um, uh, uh, what would I say? You've been uh, hoodwinked or. Um, yeah, you've you've come very very close a couple of times. In the last month, we've had two deals on Qberts where we've agreed on a date and time to go pick up this game, only for the night before the seller to come back and say, "Nope, changed my mind," and that sucks. <laughs> Qberts the top of our list, so uh, that that was unfortunate. But we'll get one eventually. It's just a you know, come on, date and time. Well, and you you were literally it. ready to hit the road in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was literally the night before on the first time we we've had we had the the date for like a week, a little more than a week, and we were getting ready to go. And it's like, nope, just change my mind. I'm going to keep that, which is unfortunate. But you know, it's it's within their right to do. What are you going to do? Until it's in your car, a deal is not done. Well, and and the worst one was, um, the guy was like, oh, that was a mistake. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that was that was that was literally yesterday, <laughs> the day before, um, where we we had a deal on a on a Cuber that we we're gonna go get, and he was like, "Oops, uh, sorry, I mistook the price. You know, take the the list down." 
And then he, it, he, it wasn't just that, right? You had agreed on a deal. Yeah, we agreed on you the deal. You had scheduled a pickup. You had made a deposit. And mere hours before you were going to hit the road, he said, whoops, sorry. I actually forgot. Uh, I, there should be it another should be $1,000 more. Exactly. $1,000 exactly. more. And I was Some like, uh, no. So I did at least get my deposit back, which is good. You but, did? Uh, That's good. You know, okay. it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Angelina in the live chat is telling me I should trade you my Qbert. I would if it wasn't spoken for. So one of these is going to be mine. Uh, and the other one is already spoken for by my buddy, uh, Mark. And uh, I'm going to do it the the way for uh, uh, his. It's going to go into his arcade, which will be open to the public. Um, but it's going to be a J-Rock and it's going to have a Cortec monitor in it. So not the most authentic uh, thing in the world. I'm, it might have a reproduction uh, joystick. So uh, something good for a, a public uh, arcade. And, yeah. and I'm trying, we're trying to get Liam and Sam, the, the Q-Bert. They've come so close a couple of times. Um, well, and we've got also two wanna... empty spaces in that other room, right? There are two spaces and one of them is going to be Solar Fox and the other one holding out for a Q-Bert. There you go. It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen at some point. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to the Wicked Arcade in the live chat. Uh, he says, yikes, I'm late. Sup, fellas. Sup, Troy. Uh, really happy to have you uh, here with us in the live chat. So, yeah. So I think I think that does it for our standard updates. And now we're going to get into the main event. And who is? Oh, um, I got a, 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 a an update from my uh, pickup. Uh, Kapow says he's on the way now. Do you mind if our friends come with us? <laughs> we won't stay long. So it's about to be a party uh, over here live on the podcast. So. I told him to uh, come on over. So, all right, yes. with that out of the way, some special guests. I don't know who the other people are, um, but uh, hopefully it's not a line of people waiting to use my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're bringing over some they're... celebrities. Just be like, and Maybe, also, well, I, mean, I, I brought Dennis Rodman. Okay, what? Uh, I mean, I got kids that are sleeping in the house, so I don't know if I'm really ready to uh, uh, host a Rodman uh, party. Um Cool. So with that out of the way, it's over time for our main event right at the top of the hour, which is who is this guy on your uh, screen here? Troy from Troy's Restorations. We're going to learn all about Troy. So why don't we start out, you know, going back to the beginning, Troy, how did you get into this hobby in the first place? How did you get started? Where did this all come from? Why do you do this? What makes you do what you do? Um, it all started about 10 years ago, I'd say. Um, it was Christmas and we redid the basement for the kids. They were real little at the time. And we bought that like that puzzle piece looking flooring, that foam flooring. And we put that all down. And then we put a bounce house and everything down here. Um, I want to say the kids were like four and 10 at the time or something like that. My oldest now is 21 yesterday. Um, and that pretty much turned into WrestleMania. Uh, so everybody started getting hurt and stuff like that. But I played a lot of like golden tea and stuff in my twenties at the bar. And, uh, I always wanted a golf game. So I ended up finding a golf game. I think it was like us classic. It ended up sucking, but I got it real cheap. And, um, that was the first game I ever bought. And then after that, I ended up buying a, um, California speed and it was broken. I bought it for like 50 bucks broken. And, uh, I literally worked on that thing for weeks, watched YouTube videos, and ended up fixing it. And then at that point, it was just on. I uh, started building some cabinets on my own. And um, 
then I started restoring them and I liked the restoring way better personally. I'd rather have something that was original than, you know, something that I built. So that was the impetus. And, and how did that kind of, how did we get from those humble beginnings to this huge collection that you have and everything that you're doing? Like, what was that road? What was that journey like? I, you know what, when I started finding these games 10 years ago, everything was cheap, you know, and then everything started getting really expensive. Um, I just enjoy it. I, I, I don't play them a ton. I love fixing them. You know, I like buying the stuff that I know nobody else is going to want to fix, you know, the, just the pure junk. And I fix it because I don't want it to go to waste, you know, and it just kind of progressed like that. I, I spent my whole life in construction and fixing people's houses and stuff like that. So it was just kind of natural, you know, restoring cars and all that stuff. So it was just, I just kind of fell in love with doing it, you know. Very, very familiar, very familiar. Yeah. So in your collection, which has grown way beyond the U.S. golf and the, uh, what was the second one? Um, California Speed. California Speed. So what right. would you say is kind of the the focus of your collection? Are there certain genres that you gravitate towards? Are there eras or manufacturers yeah. or what, what, what do you kind of really like the most? Early 80s, early to mid 80s, you know, the classics. Yeah. Um, I do have some racing games and stuff like that, but when we have people over, all the kids gravitate to the racing, you know, so I try to always have a pair of racing games linked together so that they can race each other, which I like them too, yeah. but you know, I, I really enjoy the eighties games. Oh, and we got, uh, I just got a private message from jumping general. Uh, there is a Kubert cabinet for sale. He wanted me to send this to Liam started to derail the conversation uh oh never mind is it wayne's uh yes <laughs> we know that seller we try to avoid that seller uh he's he has done uh liam and sam wrong in the past so he's not necessarily on the will never buy from uh you know uh list but definitely on the you know uh, uh extreme skepticism uh list so sorry to derail that Thank you for trying to help uh, Jumping General, but <laughs> Thank you uh, so much. not that one. <laughs> uh, okay, so we talked a little bit about what you're currently working on. Are there are there some games that have escaped you? You know, kind of like the uh, the Cubert for uh, Liam and Sam. You know, what's what's on? What are you on the hunt for? What's that white whale that you've been chasing? You know, what are those been, games that you just haven't been able to find? I've been on the hunt for a um, uh, the heck's the name of it. A spy hunter and I, I just missed one like two months ago for four hundred dollars and it seems like every time I, I never can get it quick enough get to it quick enough four hundred dollar spy hunter yep stand is, up because that's that's like at the top of my list too i mean ideally mm -hmm. i would i would want a a uh, sit down yeah uh, but you but know where what? where did you see a four hundred dollar spy hunter it was on marketplace I've seen one for up. free on Marketplace. It's, it went real fast. No, I'm sure. Oh. But yeah, I, uh, I was probably like the second or third to respond to it, and it was already gone. Yeah, exactly. got to be. Quick. Was it was it near you? Um, I think it was about two hours away. One bad. I, I was definitely gotten in the van and went and got it. That's nothing. What else? So, so Spy Hunter. Any any other games that are kind of you know, you've got a soft spot in your heart for that you haven't been able to pick up yet? Not really. And, you know, the more that I've collected over the years, the more that I found games that I never even knew about and really enjoy playing them, you know, like Zookeeper and stuff like that. 
you know, I Solar Fox. I've things. never heard of Solar Fox. Right. Yeah, me either. You know, I mean, I, I have heard of it and I had seen it before, but I never played it. And then I got it and I started playing it. I really actually like it. It's actually a real fun game. You know, even uh, Satan's Hollow is another real fun game. I like, you know, but, but I'm really, I'm really big into uh, Galaga. So I like Galaga a lot. So it kind of makes sense that I would like Satan's Hollow, you know. And uh, speaking of, uh, speak of the devil, even though, you know, not to be confused with Satan's Hollow, where you're actually fighting the devil. We got Gibby in the live chat. Uh, <laughs> he is, uh, this is Gibby's. Um, uh, timber. So I think they are on the way. Uh, I think they might have just left the uh, the pinball arcade uh, that they were at. And every time a car goes by, I think it might be them. But uh, yeah, Gibby, come on over. Come say hi to our you know hundreds of millions of people viewing live right now. Uh, we're up to 270 million concurrent viewers uh, at the moment. So really, really cool. So, okay. So let's see, Troy. Um of, of all the games that you either have or have played or whatever, what, what would you say is your you know, absolute top favorite? And if you can't pick just one, you know, a couple is okay, but what, what are those kind of just top cream of the crop for you and, and tell us why? I would say the top four would be Galaga. Played that a lot as a kid. Um, Zookeeper, that I just fell into playing when I found one. Um, uh, believe it or not, Jump Bug. I actually like Jump Bug. I think that's a pretty fun game. Uh, Interesting choice. And Robotron. I'm, I'm, I like Robotron quite a bit. Suck at it, but I like it. <laughs> I would say that's probably my top four. I like Tapper. I think Tapper is a pretty cool game as well. Um, you know, I, I like pretty much all of them, you know, but I, I definitely uh, gravitate towards like Zookeeper and Galaga and stuff like that. Pretty much yeah. all of them except Zaxxon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... Well, and I know, and, and I, it's, you know, my Zaxxon sits in the corner. I don't think anybody plays it. There, there was a, there was a funny thread uh, that was going on Clove. I don't know, a couple weeks or months ago, and it was like, um, thinking of your friends' collections, what are the games that you would most, most want to get from them, right? If they were selling or whatever, and uh, I think you know, thinking about what you have uh, compared to what I have, I am very, very jealous of your Solar Fox, if we've mentioned, and if. If um, you know folks out there are not familiar with Solar Fox, maybe I would describe it as like a combination of Pac-Man and Galaga kind of together, mm -hmm. right? So you're shooting, but you're also like going in a maze kind of thing, or going in a grid and picking up pellets. It's it's really really kind of interesting. Uh, and Bubbles, of course, I love Bubbles. I want a Bubbles. Uh, I think you know, um, I think I remember when you picked up the Bubbles. I had seen that. Um, uh, listing too, it was. I, I thought it was too far away from from me, and uh, I, I I like said, "Oh, look at this! I wonder who got this." And I think I think this is the one. You're like, "Oh yeah, uh, I'm on my way yeah. back with that I, I <laughs> right now." It was in New York, I think it took me about three hours. Yeah, to get like Rochester or something. Yeah, yeah, two or three hours. I think it took. Um, I, I haven't really had much a chance to play that. It's definitely a fun game. Oh, uh, it really is, and the artwork on it is amazing. Right. That's it's, uh, it's great. And and fixing all that original artwork, trying to just touch it up with brushes and stuff, it takes time, you know, and trying to match the colors and stuff like that. Because I'd rather, me personally, would rather touch up the artwork on something like that than to re-stencil it, you know. I, I, I always say I would much rather take a, like, C-quality original over a right. A-quality uh, reproduction. Uh, and the mention of Zaxxon has uh, kicked off a bunch of reactions in the live chat. 
Uh, hey, you coming to its defense and saying Zaxxon is the greatest game ever. Uh, Angelina saying uh, Zaxxon is a crazy hard game, but fun. I would definitely agree with the first half of that. Um, uh, another another uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Brandon, uh, who goes by Advance13 uh, on uh, Clove. He has um, the uh, Offworld Arcade on uh, Twitch, where he goes by Deckard995. Uh, he's been doing awesome weekly live streams on, on Twitch of gameplay. And I usually have him running uh, in the background while I'm working on stuff in the garage, which is great to kind of watch him play and stuff. And on Twitch, they have this thing where you earn points just for like watching people, right? And you accumulate these points and the streamer can have these like rewards, right? Like often there's like really cheap rewards where there's, it only takes a couple of points and you can click a button, which like triggers a soundboard to like say something funny or inappropriate, you know, when they're doing whatever. And um, it was kind of like the, uh, the Pepsi points challenge. If you remember that commercial where, you know, they had Pepsi points back in, I think the, the early nineties where, you know, you save up Pepsi points and you redeem them for prizes like a T-shirt or a hat or whatever. And they had at the end of the commercial, if you saved up something like, you know, 8 million Pepsi points, you could get a, uh, a Harrier fighter jet, right? And some kids saved up those points and like called Pepsi's bluff and sued them because they wouldn't give them a jet. But uh, Brandon did something where he's like, oh, if you, ha if you uh, have 10,000 points, you can force me to play Zaxxon. And I saved up my points for months and I forced him to play Zaxxon for half an hour on uh, his previous on one of his previous live streams. So that was a yeah, ton the of fun. Reason, the reason why I have a Zaxxon is, A, I got it really cheap. And as a kid, I played it on the Commodore 64 quite a bit, actually. So It's probably uh, better on the C64. I, th I think it's easier to play on 64, actually. All right. So um, another thing we like to talk about with, with guests is any, any horror stories, whether it's been, you know, working on repairing or storing these games or collecting them or picking them up, anything that's like really funny or some kind of, you know, something went horribly, horribly wrong. Any kind of horror stories like that for you? I mean, I've necked a monitor or two in my day. I don't think, I think everybody has. Uh, <laughs> um, Unfortunately. I remember working on a, I think it was a racing game or something years ago and it was on and I was testing voltages and there was a bunch of cut wires in the cabinet when I had gotten the game and a wire I kind of took them all and put them up to the side and it they had fallen down and they had 12 volts going to them and they landed right on the circuit board wiped everything out in the whole cabinet pretty much um, that was probably one of the worst things oh, I ever gosh. did as far as breaking just something everything just shot oh everything. yeah it fried the board the board was unrepairable yeah um as far as That's pickups terrible. i pretty much most of my pickups have been pretty darn good especially like if i go far i try to wedge two of them in my van at once you know because i don't <laughs> yeah. want to want to come back with just one but uh the funny thing is is like all the games that i have i pretty much remember where i got every single one from hmm. you know what i mean I remember the people I got them from. I remember driving to get them and all that stuff, which is pretty cool to me. You know, I really enjoy these old games and uh, looking at them too. You know, it's kind of like artwork in a way. Are they here? My guests have arrived. There is a, I was expecting, I was expecting a trailer, but I guess uh, it's just a pickup truck. Uh, just, uh, yeah. So. I'm going to adjust it just a little bit, just in case I don't want to 
dox this guy and have his um, license plate show up. But uh, yeah, we'll give him a couple of minutes to get some of way. You should but, uh, let's see. I sure, yeah. <laughs> no well, you know, speaking of it. speaking of automobiles, um, you know, Troy, you mentioned we've talked about how you also restore cars. So tell us a little bit about that too. That's also, you know, you've got a couple different channels. So that's a that's right. you know, a big part of what you do on in videos too. So tell us about uh, you know kind well, of your your history of restoring cars. Before I tell you about that, I have to. I was just reminded that when I was restoring the basement a couple months ago. Um, I was shuffling the games around from one side to the other, and I actually knocked over a shooting game, and it right on its face. And the glass and everything broke, never broke the 25-inch monitor. So somehow I got lucky with that one. Yeah, I've, I've had a game fall off in the back of the truck, and uh, the yeah. monitor did not survive. <laughs> so a couple of weirdos just walked into uh, my so, garage. Uh, they'll hear you, but you won't be able to uh, to hear them. Evening, all. Yeah, I told I, I warned them not to say anything that's going to get me kicked off of YouTube. Yeah, so. no, no bad language on our part. This is Gibby, who was in the live chat earlier, and uh, this is a face that might be familiar, Kapow from Kapow's Arcade. We'll put a link down in the uh, the live chat and we'll put it in the show notes. So they're here to pick up. Oh, there's uh, another uh, gentleman here. I thought you were gonna have your uh, your uh, trailer or something. No, I, mean, no, I saw the pickup truck coming backwards. I'm like, oh, that's kind of bold. Back yeah. Up. No, no, no. Yeah, that wouldn't have been me. I should have brought the trailer. trailer but... yeah. So uh, this is Gibby's timber. So Gibby has a pretty incredible collection. How many games do you have? 150, 200, something like that. In the arcade right now, about uh, 130. 130 in the arcade. And about plus. another 200 in the warehouse. So over 300 games. I was I was mistaken. One that he doesn't have is Timber. Uh, I, I think, did Dell pick this up for you somewhere? Yeah, Dell picked it up in Connecticut. And then transferred it to Jeff Kinder's storage unit in New exactly, Jersey. Exactly. Which... And then I picked it up from uh, from from Jeff Kinder's storage unit, brought it down here. It's been sitting here for a month or two. And uh, give five, it five, actually. Five, <laughs> five, <laughs> well, not here, but yeah. yeah. Oh, you've got. But I bought it back in September. September. <laughs> September, okay. And uh, you, know, you live up like three or four hours away from me, but you were up visiting Kapow, who doesn't live too far away. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's been very tempting not to uh, plug into it. thing. Yeah, and yeah. Try you should have. Well, you know, yeah. I, if something breaks, I didn't want to be responsible for it. So well, that would have been the best part. But uh, it's been a beautiful part of the background, yeah. so I'm glad uh, you're here uh, to uh, to take it and, and cherish it. We'll find you another know. one for you to pick up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you've also got. Don't forget uh, yeah, that's over to the next uh, next to it is a uh, pedestal for a uh, track and field cocktail. So you know the four player track and field cocktail, uh, you know, designed to sit at right two players on either side, but you can raise it up on this pedestal to make it more like standing height. Exactly, so, and that was courtesy of Jeff Kinder. Also, oh, yeah. he had two in his uh, surgery. He gave you the the the, the less nice one, yeah. so you know. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the game needs to be expect restored. no less from Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, random parts you guys need while you're here? Oh, uh, I think I think Gibby's trying. Oh yeah, to get this is one I picked parts. up for you a while ago. You did, but yeah. it's funny. Come here, look at this. What you got? You got another? One? Oh, look back there. <laughs> Number two. I got a second one, so I got a pickup video coming out tomorrow where. I got the second uh, Outrun Mini and that uh, uh, Neo Geo One Slap that is in a very interesting cabinet uh, that was converted from. Yeah, that's what uh, you know what it is. Don't don't give the uh, story away. But I'll mute for a second. 
Well, he, let's let him do what he's doing. Um, he just asked you about, um, yeah. just asked you about uh, restoring cars. Did you want to talk some more about that? Troy? You're muted. There we go. There you go. Oh, my uh, mouse cord got really short and I couldn't reach the bottom of the screen. Um, I started painting cars actually when I was about 13 years old. And uh, just once again, fell in love with uh, restoring and working on cars and been doing it ever since. 48 years old now, so been doing it a long time. Um, and then people started bringing me cars and I've been, you know, fixing them for other people for years. And now that my knee is so messed up that it's just going to be doing that full time now. So fingers crossed I find enough work. I have quite a bit lined up right now, but we'll see how it goes. What's the, what's the very first car that you worked on? A 79 Chevy Caprice Classic was the first car, which was my brother's car. Yep, that was the first one. And what is your favorite that you've currently been working on? Um, I'm finishing up that 59 Impala convertible right now, which is going to be going to uh, California. Uh, really? Shipping all the way out there? Yeah, everybody in California buys those cars. They never stay around here in Ohio. Um, it's going to the upholstery shop, I think, in a week or two, as soon as I get the rest of the parts to finish it. And then Ohio it's the promised land, right? That's where all the games come from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep seeing That's them where out my, there. Uh, my uh, journey cabinet came from Washington State, actually. Really? And you, you yeah. shipped it out? Yep, I had it shipped to me from there. We only ever shipped one game. It was a space space shuttle pinball machine found in a barn, and we still haven't fixed it. Yeah. Yeah, I um, used some trucking company. They did, did a really good job. I, I had no complaints with them. And I've actually had really good luck with Fastenal. I've probably used them about five or yeah, six Yeah, that's times. what we use. We use Fastenal yeah. to move that pinball. Never had a problem with them. Everything else we've driven. horror stories about it, but you know what? I buy junk, so I probably don't even know if it even gets damaged on the way Was here the journey junk when you bought it? I no, only buy junk. But it was just a uh, empty cabinet, but I already had a uh, circuit board, so uh, finding the rest of the parts really weren't too bad. And see, I've only used uh, North American fan lines when it comes to shipping either to or from, but they, they're the complete white glove service, so they do everything. I don't have to take anything to like a, a terminal or port or anything like that, uh, but I have had decent luck with them. I've, I ship stuff to Washington. I shipped a, a Quantum and a Black Widow and a Frogger to a guy uh, up near Seattle, and uh, everything seemed to arrive without any damage. Yeah, because when I bought the journey, I was just hoping that Fastenal would bring it, but they won't come that far. They won't come. Yeah, from they, the, they, they stop at the Mississippi yep. line. And I didn't know that when I bought the game, so I call Fastenal, you know, and they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. And I'm like scrambling around trying to find something. Well, actually, Fastenal, um, I was looking into this a lot because we had that, that pinball shipped over and they had weird size restrictions, but they actually have different size restrictions for each subsection across each each side of the country. And they it does not actually seem to be hard and fast because they told me in one spot that I couldn't ship that pinball machine. Mm -hmm. Then I talked to the representative in the next one and they agreed to set it up. I think it was. And shipped it to me. So, so I think last summer or the summer before, I was trying to get some games from Virginia, I think it was. And yeah, Fastenal Virginia has out. those limits. Yeah, they wouldn't ship it. And then I ended up, uh, have, I, got, I know a guy that, and he went and picked them up for me and brought them to me. 
I was almost, I should have just made the trip myself. It was two games I could have thrown them in my van. I think it was like six or seven hours each way. It would have yeah, sucked. We've definitely but... done six, seven hours. Yeah. I think our, our record is uh, nine hours one way uh, for X Men, the four player before we got our six player. Yeah. And that was to Michigan from Virginia and back. What's yeah, I just go, man. I, I don't stop other than gas, you know, and yeah. go to the bathroom. And I usually What's... just make a round trip. What's your longest round trip without? I'd probably say 14, hour, 14 hours by myself. One way? No, round trip. 14 hours, okay. 14 hours each way. But literally, I just get there. I throw it in the van as quick as possible and turn around and start driving yeah, back. We've done a few of those recently. That was our major havoc. Just yeah, up to, up to upstate New York and right back. Yep, yep. Liam, you said you had a, a space shuttle pinball that's in your queue? Yeah. I think that's a System 9, right? Uh, system, it might be, yeah. Yeah. I think I have a completely working MPU for that. So if you end up needing that, I think I've got one on my shelf. Maybe. I got the MPU mostly working. The only issue we have with it is no sound. It does not generate any sound whatsoever. That would be an issue. Yeah, if, if you need that MPU, let me know, because it's just sitting in a box on my shelf. I, I had a space shuttle a long time ago that I, I thought was having issues with the MPU, so I bought a like a repro replacement, and it turned out to not fix my problem. That that did help me narrow it down, so it was just a wiring issue, but uh, I do believe that the original MPU, is, there's nothing wrong with it. I just have it in a box, so if you need it, I Yeah, we, we got this thing out of – it was in a barn in Arizona – for 500 bucks and we shipped it out with fast and all for 200 and we got it playing uh, mostly again no sound but it's just in terrible shape it needs a hard top it needs a whole bunch of other stuff to get it in in, in decent shape and it's been sort of sitting there in the corner of the workshop intimidating me all this time eventually i will knuckle down and 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 fix it but we'll find out when that is <laughs> actually i got one farther um gatlinburg tennessee i rented a u-haul truck and i took eight games there there's a pinball museum in gatlinburg downtown gatlinburg and uh that that was a hard trip a u-haul for 10 hours with no cruise control <laughs> yeah no I, we sam and i we moved recently yeah and it took us five u-hauls to move all our crap from one house to the other and why do they always give us U-Hauls with like tires that have no tread? <laughs> yeah, the last U-Haul I rented didn't have cruise control and had barely tread on the tires, and it was raining. So I, I figured that figured that part out very quickly. Yep. Yeah. After about ten hours of holding the gas pedal, your calf muscle is burning. Yeah, I'm just terrified to drive one of those anyway because they're just way more large than I'm expecting. Right. The, the first car I ever had didn't have cruise control, so I kind of get used to not having it. So now it just feels like a luxury. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still so, drive a manual when I when I take my actual truck out somewhere, so I'm always less inclined to use the cruise control because it doesn't – it'll just fail if the speed required to change it. Right. You're getting moved around. What is happening over there in Charlie land? Charlie, you're, you're drunk. Hold the camera still. Well, We're this is, a, this the, is the first time for the Coin Jam podcast. If you've never seen dudes loading something into a truck, this, <laughs> this is it. This is what you came for. It's a spectator sport now. 
So yeah, when gotta... I, I fit two in my van, I, I slide one all the way forward because my van's only like 10 feet long inside. So I'll slide that first one all the way forward. I, I figure out which one is the heavier of the two. Then I'll take two by fours and slide it underneath that first game. And then I slide the other game on top of the two by fours. And then I ratchet strap everything inside the van. So no. basically I have to drive with the back two doors open. We, um, we, every game that we have, like, with the exception of Tron, um, which was by coincidence and our six player X-Men has fit in Sam's hybrid RAV4. A lot of the time we go pick something up and there are people, are you sure you can fit that game in that car? And uh, the answer is always yes. We've even managed to get uh, Mortal Kombat in there. It's a surprisingly spacious vehicle. Yeah, we used to have a, a, um, a Yukon Denali, and I could fit a game in there easy, fold down the seats. The uh, For a while, b before I had the truck that I have now, I had a pretty unreliable truck that would break down every 20 minutes. So sometimes I'd have to do pickups and deliveries in a Dodge Durango, and I found that the largest cabinet that will fit in a Dodge Durango is a Virtual Fighter, which is not small. That's a, kind of a beast of a cabinet. And I had maybe like a 16th of an inch clearance on either side. You had to really want that thing to fit, but I got it to fit and I closed the door. I don't think you'd get anything even slightly larger than that, but anyone who's listening is curious, you can fit a Virtual Fighter inside of a Dodge Durango if you really wanted to. The only thing we couldn't close the door on was uh, the four-player X-Men when we brought it back. The, uh, the Konami four-player cabinets are just too wide. Even if you take that control panel off? Yeah, no. Um, too wide, even without the control panel. Yeah, what are so, those? 32 inches wide or something like that? Uh, I think that's with the panel. Without the panel, they are 28, 28 inches, yeah. I think. Which is definitely a lot wider than your standard cabinet. Yeah, they're a beast. You know, anymore, I, I after I get all my cabinet work done in my cabinets i bring them in the basement and then i put them together so much lighter not having the monitors and everything in them you know <laughs> sucks bringing them back out of there but yeah I'm, I'm so glad that we don't have a basement here yeah the games are in uh for one i'm i would say i'm less worried about flooding but we had a ceiling leak so i guess that's right. not true um yeah, it could happen uh, could happen but at least on the ground floor it's just a matter of wheeling them through the garage i think they go up one step and they're in the arcade i remember we had a dance dance resolute revolution when the kids were little and getting that back out of the basement had i think a 32 inch crt in it, it took four of us like everything in us to get it off i think it's kind of like a i think it's got a 27 or a 29. Uh, i've moved a lot of ddrs i've still yeah, owned one and uh, yeah, they've, they've got some heft to them. The entire cabinet, everything together, weighs just under a thousand pounds. It weighs in at like 960. Yeah. And the main unit's about half of that. So yeah, it's got some the, heft the heaviest machine we've got has got to be either the six player X Men or our jukebox. The yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Thankfully, it comes apart into three pieces and it's mm -hmm. on wheels. But the whole thing, the thing takes up an entire trailer on its own. It's 24 mm -hmm. square feet of game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had to move one once, but luckily I have a lift gate and I didn't have to move it into anything. I just put it directly onto the back of a trailer. Those monitors Seven come out of that one pretty easily, don't they? Only the only the box one in the back. The other okay. one stays in. So it's it's actually they thought really well about this. This is there's a second panel on the back of the six player X-Men. You pulled off when you take the monitor out the back 
it slots into the base of the cabinet. It has a little spot there that it can bolt down and be out of the way so you can move it. And it can go through a door. And if you look at our channel and see the video of us moving it, you'll see us taking this thing through a standard door and find that it fits with less than an inch on the top and the side. So they they really maximize the, uh, the volume of that cabinet. That, that control panel on that thing is enormous, especially all that space inside there. Yeah, no, Sam was sitting in that control yeah. panel. <laughs> As somebody breaks in your house, you guys can hide in your X-Men. Nobody there. Yeah, that'd be the last thing that they try to steal, too. They'd be like, this thing's even heavier than I thought. I feel like there's two people in here. I guess that's a good thing for me. I don't think they're going to be lugging these things up the steps. Yeah, they are pretty tough to, to move, right? Some of them just are way heavier than you think, like Zaxxon's. It's got all the appeal of a sack of concrete and the weight of a sack of concrete. Yep. But yeah, that dancing game, taking that up the steps with four guys and, and the weight of the machine, I was like, man, I hope these steps don't you know, break from underneath us. It's a so, lot of weight yeah. in all area. So yeah, I, on all my ads for everything I sell, I I talk about how I'll, I'll do delivery, but um, first floor only, no stairs. Yep. Up or down, I'm not interested. Right. Uh, I have a few customers that, that wanted a machine like up in their attic or, or whatever, and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wheel it to the base of your stairs, and then you get some friends, and I'll let you borrow my dolly, and you get it up there. And then once it's up there, I'll set it up. But I'm having no part of doing that because I don't want to put forth the physical effort, first of all, because that, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. Um, I don't want to accidentally lose my grip and it falls down the stairs and I put a giant hole in the side or in, you know, run you over or something. I'm not going to be liable for any of that. I'm not interested. Uh, just get it up there and then, you know, uh, I'll, I'll do everything from there, but I'm, I'm not doing that physical part. I probably could. I, I used to deliver furniture for a living. I've had to take, you know, front load washers up three flights of stairs. I'm, I have the strength and I have the, the dolly that can do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not interested. My parents' house, um, their front door is up a flight of concrete steps out the front. It's not ground level entry. We got that jukebox up and down those steps. Uh, just me and Sam, and that sucked so much. I'm glad that it is hopefully never going to move again because I think that machine is just so heavy. It's all metal. I think the Looks largest like machine Charlie that back. I had to, to deal with was a Fighting Mania, uh, which uh, it has a small monitor, but it's got a very wide cabinet because it has these punch pads that fold out that you're supposed to hit. And so the entire thing... Um, would barely fit through the front door of the house, which is, I want to say, 32 inches wide. Uh, it barely fit through that. And I had to get it up several, like, just three steps on the porch to get to that point. And even that was a nightmare. There were three of us doing it, and we still had the hardest time just trying to get that thing. I I put the Dance Dance Revolution through that door, and I had an easier time doing that than I did that Fighting Mania. I don't know how much it weighed, but it was a lot. Looks like we finally think. got Charlie. Charlie, I don't what think I miss? That to drive that game. Yeah, no, it's on. Uh, it's on a dolly. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. My wife's going to be happy that there's one less uh, game in the garage, especially one less that I don't even own. So uh, that was cool. Yeah, it was uh, Gibby and Kapow from Kapow's Arcade. I'll do. I'll grab uh, a link to uh, Kapow's Arcade on YouTube and post it down in the uh, the chat. And then one of their friends came over. So. They've got the timber. The timber has left the building. Uh, I think Ethan, uh, another Overtime Arcade uh, channel member, 
I was uh, regretting that Timber was leaving. Um, so let's let's take some bets in the live chat. How long do you think it's going to take for Charlie to fill that spot with something else that he found? Well, tomorrow. It's, so I've already got. Did I mention? So like, um, well, Gibby's the one that's got those two uh, Trons that I'm supposed to uh, fix, right? And uh, Mark wants to bring five games over here. Or we were talking about this before we went live. So, yeah. So uh, Troy's got Troy. So Troy's the one. He's got like you know over three hundred games. He's got a really nice restored Tron in his uh, arcade in his house. Uh, like he built another building. It's so it's almost a little bit like Luna City if you are uh, if you ever heard that story. Um, uh, and he's got a warehouse full of uh, projects, and he's got two more Trons. He's going to bring those two Trons here. I'm going to, I'm going to restore both of them. Uh, he's going to pay for it, and I'm going to keep one of them, and he's going to sell the other one to uh, you know pay for all that. Uh, and then Mark has uh, five games he wants to drop off. He doesn't want me to do the uh, cosmetics because he can do that himself, um, uh, but he wants me to you know get the games you know up and running, and and uh, we, we can send out the PCBs if I can't get the PCBs going, and then uh, I'm going to get a. Uh, a game out of that, which uh, I'll save that for a surprise uh, later. But yeah, so, yeah sorry for on. that. But I, yeah, <laughs> so sorry for that. But uh, I thought that was kind of uh, neat to do a uh, reverse pickup uh, live on the uh, the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Kay, we you know, I, I must have missed all of uh, the super chats. So those uh, couple hundred million dollars that uh, snuck past me are all going to, I think, uh, end up going to you. So. Um, let's see. Uh, getting, yeah, getting Angelina, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the last thing in the uh, the notes that we have here is we we touched on it a little bit, but that you uh, try you're doing this full time now. Um, yeah. And as someone who also made the jump to you know quitting my day job and doing this full time, uh, I can certainly uh, admire that. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit more about that? Um, I mean, you know, obviously, I was a little nervous going from a job that you've done for 32 years and basically starting over at 48 years old. But uh, I'm pretty confident everything should work out pretty good. I have quite a few cars lined up and it just seems like every day somebody wants something done, you know, just like that pole position popped up the other day, which I ran and got and I'm going to restore that for him. So see how it goes, you know? So yeah, but before I took my business full time, I was just doing it kind of on the side, just out of my garage. And uh, whenever I actually did, you know, quit my job and take it full time. I'd already established somewhat of a clientele. I had my tools. I had some inventory. I had the space to work out of. I, you know, I had the, the, the truck to do all the logistics. Um, do you have everything like that already lined up to where you're just ready to work? Don't have to worry about anything else? Yeah. Yep. Other than uh, making a little bit more space in the back shop, just, you know, so I can get a lot more stuff done. But yeah, it's pretty much all set up. I have everything I need tool wise and stuff like that. I have quite a few connections car wise. Uh, um, I did quite a few games for, uh, over the years for, uh, Playport and Erie PA, um, did quite a few games for Brad over there. Um, it just seems like, you know, people randomly pop up, um, but definitely focus more on the cars and kind of work more on the games for myself. You know, I won't be doing too many for other people. So There's gotta be more money in the cars, right? What's that? I so said, there's, there's got to be more money in the cars, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's it's a lot more work, you know. Uh, arcade games, nothing compared to a car. You know, people don't critique your paint job on an arcade like they do a car. That's debatable. 
<laughs> you must well, go through a lot of bondo between both of them. Yeah, luckily I spray everything, so I get a really good finish, you know, which is nice. Makes makes life a lot easier. I have rolled before, and you can get good results from that as well. Just takes longer, you know. Awesome. Well, that's that's uh, uh, and I'm I'm gonna have to go back and listen. I was I kind of had my headphones on, you know, listening to all of it, but I was definitely distracted a little bit. So I'm gonna go have I have to go back and listen uh, to the podcast once we post the. Uh, the audio version, which I usually do a day or two after. Uh, yeah, there's the nothing but endless cursing, so you're really gonna have yeah. to go and, and just kind of bleep out a lot of things. Really, and I didn't even I didn't even get a chance to like you know write down in my notes like when I have to go and insert. Yeah, you know, I was gonna do that, but we didn't. Uh, and we oh, went ahead okay. and we went ahead and gave Liam the cubert. And I was worried about these guys getting me in trouble and getting me kicked off of YouTube, but it was the three of you. So well, uh, there's also a lot of nudity. Did I mention that? Just lots of nudity. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, what happens when you, we don't have a moderator keeping us at bay? Do you, do you pick your feet? You put your feet up on camera again? Well, I got a super <laughs> uh, donation to do that. So yeah, there you, you go. Uh, so before we get to our sort of last uh, 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 segment, wanted to tease the announcement a little bit. So I mentioned beginning of the episode that we have a major announcement to share at the end of the show. Uh, that will forever change uh, the future of uh, the Coin Jam podcast. Um, you know, as many of you know, we started. You know, the original four hosts were uh, myself and Kay and Liam and also Jeremiah from Coin Up Corner. Jeremiah has some very uh, awesome, exciting things going on in his life right now. He's saying he needs to act more like a grown up, which is you know totally understandable. So uh, we have uh, found a, uh, a new permanent uh, uh, host who will start joining us uh, full-time starting uh, next month. Uh, this is someone who uh, is probably familiar to uh, virtually everyone who is watching or listening to this right now. Pretty big YouTuber in this space uh, and somebody who's done a ton of videos over a long period of time, many, many years. It was probably influential for, uh, for lots of us. And ha has sort of been on, you know, a little bit of a, a hiatus from making videos, but is really starting to uh, uh, swing back into it. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about who that is at the end of the episode. But yeah, starting next month, uh, they'll be joining us uh, full time. So very very exciting. They've got a ton of experience, uh, very high energy, and I think you all will really enjoy that. So more about that coming up. So uh, last thing we wanted to talk about is. Uh, we were chatting about some of this because uh, some of us have been you know, working on these things lately. Parts uh, and, and, and components that have really, really, really bad reputations, right? So we're not talking about bad games, right? We're talking about bad monitors and power supplies and you know maybe ICs or whatever uh, and kind of our experiences with them. So the first one for me that that came to mind is, and I talked about this a little bit uh, earlier, is the uh, the Matsushita uh, monitor. So this, uh, if you're not super familiar with it, uh, this is a monitor that during the the heyday of the golden age, there was such a, a rush, you know, to get you know put every monitor into service to build as many cabinets as possible. You know, Electra Home cranking them out, and Wells Gardner cranking them out, and all these other companies trying to crank out monitors with varying degrees of of success. And I think uh, Matsushita was a Panasonic like com uh, consumer TV, like an actual television that they kind of, you know, very quickly and and sloppily adapted the chassis from being a consumer television TV able to, you know, with a tuner and being able to, 
you know, receive broadcast uh, signals and different inputs and stuff and rush that into service as a, a uh, an arcade monitor. Notoriously, notoriously bad. Uh, that's the one that I had in my uh, uh, kangaroo that was broken when I got it, but I was able to rebuild it. And then the, you know, it was working for maybe a couple of weeks and then the, the, the flyback went kaput and was arcing all over the place. And again, Sean from Classic Arcade Repairs hooked me up with an, uh, an OEM uh, flyback off of a parts chassis. Have uh, any of you guys had the pleasure of working on a, uh, a, a Matsushita? I know famously uh, Buffet uh, from the, you know, or Buffett from the Arcade Buffet uh, he always told people on Clav whenever they would post a question about Matsushita's, he was he'd be like, "Throw them away, but before you do, cut the neckboard off of it and send it to me." And he was amassing a pile of Matsushita neckboards, almost as like scalps, right, as trophies. Um, so, any, any of you guys uh, or folks in the live chat, have you uh, had much experiences with uh, Matsushita's? Nope. 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 Far worse. <laughs> What's what's worse than a Matsushita, Liam? <laughs> we got an Ev Raster here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, uh, what's what's what was that experience like? Well, the the Amp Raster, for those who aren't familiar, the the well-known Amplifone vector monitor had its cousin, the the uh, the Raster monitor, and it was well known for blowing up, just like its vector cousin. And its manner of blowing up was setting fire to the rest of the cabinet. So of games that use nice. them, TX3 and Firefox and a few iRobots and Crystal Castles, uh, basically none of them survived. Uh, there are very few Firefoxes left standing that have one, and they never reproduce the flyback or any other part for it. And if you look at Jed Margolin's... Uh, development notes, you can see that the the standard uh, test procedure for that monitor involved it exploding even at Atari's labs. So yeah, that is a, it was a beast to fix. Thankfully- And, uh, and they said, the, screw it, put it in production. They said, yeah, that and the switching power supply, which is its own problem. We didn't have that, uh, thank God. Um, but thanks to the help of uh, Jess Askey, we were able to finagle a solution for that monitor with a K7000 flyback uh, in the place of the original Amp Raster flyback with some additional That was definitely a, a custom, yeah, custom setup there. But that's that's the dedication to it, right? You know, we've, we've got the Firefox with the, the Raster monitor and the LaserDisc player. And should we? The answer is probably no, but it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> ticking, ticking time bomb. You don't want to leave that one uh, turned on unsupervised for extended <laughs> no, periods of time. No, I would no, 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 no. You no, might, you might end up with worse problems than just a little leak in your roof. Yeah. Um, but speaking of monitors known to uh, catch fire, uh, I've, I've never had one. I would love to own a game that that has one of these. But the the Sega uh, G08 monitor, uh, the Sega Color Raster monitor. You guys uh, ever spend any time with with one of those? I've only nope. seen them. I've never owned one. I wish I did. I've never had luck with those other uh, Sega monitors, the 19 inches that came like in the Zaxxon and stuff. What was it? Nanco or Nano. something? Nano. 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 Yeah, Nano. I, I can't. I never had yeah. any luck with those. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Kinder's got a ton of GO8s. He's got a whole row of Sega vectors. Just waiting to, and it's got a nice flames. little box with a fire extinguisher. It's a GO8 repair kit. 
<laughs> That's right. Uh, Wayne in the live chat, uh, Overtime Arcade channel member says, the Kagi monitor sucks. I've never had a Kagi. Uh, have any of you guys uh, been through one of those? Nope. I think there was there was a whole rash of, of Japanese monitors, again, you know, sort of coming out in the, the mid to late 80s. There was a huge run of them. Uh, nowhere near, I think, as, as good or reliable as, you know, like the Sanyo or, or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and Liam, you also mentioned uh, everyone's uh, another favorite super unreliable uh, component uh, of uh, the classic age of, of arcade games, Laserdisc players. And yeah. uh, you and Sam had a, quite an adventure getting a, a Laserdisc player working in your Firefox. Yeah, the, the Firefox laser displayer is unique, which is another stick in the bucket of unique parts that Firefox used, which sucked. Um, Philips VP931 had a tendency for its mirrors to fall off and get stuck to their magnetic guideposts. Sam developed a, a jig to help us fix that so we could put those mirrors back on. Um, but still, even then it's a, it's a beast to calibrate and get it to work right. And it's still to this day, very touchy, but it does work. Yeah. If, if somebody gets frustrated and pounds on the, uh, the, the control panel, does that cause the laser disc to skip? You know, I have no idea what it does cause is them getting kicked out of my house. Or, you know, but there's also the, the Firefox itself is such a loud game. Right. Yes, Presumably because of the, the fans, right? There's multiple fans in that thing, right? The fans and, so, and the disc player together make it sound like it's a jet taking off when you turn on the machine. I wonder if there's a chance that the fan is working so hard that there's enough of a vibration that messes with the laser disc. I don't know. I don't know. You could if you could you put your hand on the game, you can definitely feel that something is moving in there. <laughs> <laughs> The purring, purring engine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned this uh, earlier, uh, Liam, but I know um, on the list of, of things like this that, that Kay wanted to talk about is the uh, Hantarex Polo monitor. So uh, tell, tell us about the fun you've had with uh, Polo monitors, uh, Kay. Uh, Polos look okay if they work. If they don't work, I don't want to work on them. Um, I have maybe a 50% success rate with bringing them back to life. Um, usually whenever I see one, I tell people, let's replace this. Because if I remember correctly, um, you can use the tubes that a Hanarex Polo will go into, and you can also put a K7000 in there. I think they're, I think it's just a straight drop-in replacement. Uh, you don't have to change any yokes or anything. You can use the exact same monitor. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, don't do that and quote me on it, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that's true. Uh, and so I've usually found people... Your mileage may vary. Yeah, I've it's usually found doctor. a K7000 as a replacement and thrown that in there instead. Uh, oddly enough, with some of the other Hantarex monitors, like the MTC 900 or 9000 or whatever, the 19-inch version, the older one, uh, I haven't had too much issues with those. Uh, whenever I see one of those, I don't, see, I don't think I immediately need to throw it away. I'll give that one a shot. But if I see the 25-inch Polo, I hate it, and I want to put a bullet through it. <laughs> We have a, a, a MTC 900 in the in the workshop right now that was in the Konami cabinet, so I'm getting ready to dig into that. And see, those aren't too bad, and there's there's a decent amount of resources online on how to work on it. But you look up polos, and there's like one definitive guide, and then everyone else is like, throw it away. My uh, yeah. Neo Geo came with a polo. 
I took it right out and put a, a K7000 in there. <laughs> See, I, I, think right it out. I think it needs cap kit, but it's sitting in the back building. I don't even want to touch it. It's kind of like a big paperweight. I don't even know what to do with it, yeah. you know. I've got some I've got some weird ones here too, like uh the Cortec, like I mentioned, the Bez Tech that's in the uh, the first outrun mini that I have. I have um, one of those in my frog. But have you was it working when you got it or was it dead and you brought uh, it back to life? No, it was missing green. And man, I took everything apart and I could not figure out why it was missing green. And I, the neck board, one of the pins was bent. So when the oh. neck board was put on, the green pin wasn't going into the neck. So straightened it out. It was bent that far off. It wouldn't even yep. go. And it it wasn't even, and wow. It break. Wow. Yeah, because I got it. I got it like that. Somebody had pulled the neck board off, and I don't know how they bent that one pin, but when they put it back on, that thing was going straight down. So almost like, you know, uh, uh, re-socketing an IC, and one of the legs gets bent right. inwards and doesn't go into the socket. You know how scared I was trying to bend that thing straight with a pair of needle nose. Yikes! <laughs> I've, I've Yikes. been there. Yeah. Any any other uh, monitors uh, kind of been the bane of your existence, Troy? As you've been in the Sabi? No, I got a, a monitor for the uh, Tempest. My buddy's fixing it for me. Um, I don't even want to mess with it. <laughs> yeah. He got it all up and running. Huh? I actually really like the the, the sixty one hundred monitors. Yeah. I've gotten more practice on them, and I've 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 gotten to the sense of they're pretty easy to, to work on and fix. I well, the they're well thing, understood. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, is he got it up and running today and then uh, it started to go out of focus, brand new flyback and everything. He's like, I don't know what the heck's wrong with it. Ended up pulling mm. off the uh, neck board and the focus pin is gone. It's not on the yeah, neck board. Can that be fixed? I mean, cause that's a weird pin. That's more, that's not a round pin on those. Yeah. The, the, the 6,100 tube does have a interesting socket. Right. If there's any metal left to it, you might be able to put a connection on it and yeah, we're gonna pop it open. properly to the neck board. Yeah, with the pop open that cover and see if there's something I can... The cover should come off. Right. Hopefully it's not glued. It is... Well, and the, the, the pin probably broke, right? Because if the pin yeah. came out entirely, it would have lost the vacuum. Yeah, it's gone. No, not in the monitor, yeah. in the neck board. The pin in the neck board, the focus pin. Oh, oh, the oh. Pin, oh that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fixable. Fine. That's fine. You could yeah, just scratch a trace and just solder it directly if you had to. Yeah, yeah no, you're, it's that weird. It's, it's not a round pin though. It's that like oblong, almost like a spade connector type looking thing. You know? Yeah, but again, yeah. It, you can you can fix it. You can wedge something in there and that'll work. Just some then, aluminum foil or something. You can solder something directly to it, and then you can just twist it together, put a. What have I, what have I done in situations like that? I know I've cut things to make those spade connectors before. I'm trying to remember what it was. But yeah, uh, that, sometimes I... you have monitors that uh, the ground connection to the the neck um, is is soldered, and uh, I've I've gotten tired of desoldering and resoldering every time I do that. So, and I've seen other people do it. You just cut the, you cut that wire. Oh, I do it every time. And then, yeah, you, you crimp on, um, you know, quick connect just cause yeah, it's I, just I, ground, I, right? It's, it's not a signal. I do that every time. Every monitor, I put a quick connect on the ground that we've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that, like I mentioned earlier, that's uh, been the bane of my existence lately is this, uh, Taito linear power supply. Like I said, you know, 
nobody like the the, the you you like look for cloth uh, threads or whatever on you know fixing these things, and everyone's just like get rid of it and put a switcher in. But I am a a a you know a fool and and I enjoy going on fools errands. So uh, I'm trying to get this thing going. You know, you guys were teasing me saying, what are you not replacing on uh, uh, that board? Um, yeah, what's funny though, so this video, hopefully, hopefully knock on wood, it'll be done for next weekend. Because um, if you go and search YouTube, you will not find any videos. I have not found a single video about actually how to uh, repair or rebuild one of these power supplies. There's plenty of videos about replacing them with a switcher, right? Um, but there's not a single video out there. So hopefully keep your fingers crossed for me. Uh, we'll have a video uh, in about a week's time that will be a successful rebuild of this power supply. Now that I say that, it'll probably be a massive catastrophic I have, uh, failure. Three, I have three of those power supplies, one in my uh, Zookeeper, one in my Elevator Action. and Running? What was that? Running or just no, sitting there in the bottom? No. They're just sitting <laughs> in the bottom. I, I have them in there. What's the third game I have it in? Uh, I can't remember. I have three of them though. I know that. I was, uh, I was talking about it in the, uh, the overtime arcade private members only, uh, discord, uh, Jeff Kinder, um, he's got one running in his frontline, uh, cabinet. Uh, he's like, when I got it, it was working and I haven't messed with it. Knock on wood. Uh, but all of his other titles have, uh, switchers in them. Um, so yeah. That's just like uh, the power supply in the cabinets are weird too. Oh, they're bad too. Yeah, they're they're real strange. I think the only title game I've ever worked on that had the original power supply in it and working was an Alpine ski. It just happened to still be working, so I left it in there. Everything that we've got here um, that's '80s and should have a linear is running its appropriate linear. But you don't have any classic Taitos. You've you've got Space no. Invaders, but not the, uh, yeah, <laughs> not one of not one of these suckers. Where is it? Right no. there. Yeah. The worst we've got would probably be uh, Tron. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the MCR suitcase. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Fingers crossed. But yeah, guys, what other what other things? You know, whether it's you know, uh, uh, boards that are notoriously bad. You know, uh, Liam, you were talking about the X-Men uh, Konami sound chip. Um, yeah, well, you know, that's... that's Suiciding chips or what else, right? The, the X-Men sound chip is not really something that you would make a labor of love to fix. Although, I say that, but ours has been fixed by someone in the past. The issue with those sound chips, for those who are not familiar, is that the covering over the capacitors will sort of liquidize and cause acid damage to the PCB that that sound custom is on. And uh, it will eventually kill the sound custom. So you have to replace it, remove that sound custom, and put it on a repro chip. But sometimes people try to scrape away all that covering and install new capacitors. And that's what happened to our X-Men. Uh, but I still removed and socketed that chip because mm. I'm scared of it. But that's sort of a necessity rather than a labor of love thing. I have a, I have three monitors I can think of that all have bad reputations, and one of them I agree with. Uh, the other two I, I don't, one I especially don't. The one I do agree with would be anything made by Pentranic. 
I don't know if you've came across any of those. Uh, I mm. find a lot of those monitors in some of the eight liners I come across. It's just some of the like generic 19-inch monitors that got thrown into these things. A lot of them have like K7203s in them, and those are fine. Like I'll I'll rebuild those. They're not that much different from a standard K7000. Uh, but the Pentranics are just straight garbage. Uh, I've I found some medium-res ones inside um, some racing games too, like Off-Road Thunder, and uh, like Cruising Worlds and stuff like that. I've come across those Pentranics, and they are not good. Not a fan. That is one that, um, you know, if it works, I'll leave it in there. But if it's got any issues, I'll just throw it out. Um, one that gets um, talked about a lot is is the K6100. We, we, we touched on that, the color vector. I think if they're properly rebuilt and um, most importantly, you put a fan in there to help with mm-hmm. air circulation, you'll get a good life out of it. Um, I think Did a lot of voltage upgrade. Yeah, you do the LV2K. I think a lot of people who complain about them have not done all that. And so they're like, oh, every, turn, every time I turn on my tip, it's like, I cross my fingers and I hope it doesn't blow up. It's like, well, if you rebuild it, it's not going to. So. The one that's in our space tool is still running without a uh, LV modification. I have it sitting on the workbench. Uh, it needs to go in there, but it's it's just interesting to see the original uh, monitor. <laughs> Does it have the original yeah. bottle cap transistors, the frame transistors? Or have you yeah, it is. everything's original on that monitor. No fan on um, Actually, yes, the Space Tool Cocktail does have a fan. Um, I think Tempest does not. Uh, Major Havoc hmm. does, but it's so loud I've removed it for the time being, and I've just left the back door off. Yeah, we put a fan on mine, so I'm not going to mess around with that. I am planning on doing a experimental mod to the Major Havoc uh, 6100, though, at some point in the future. I'm trying to, to get change more. the uh, the frequency or whatever of it. I want to up refresh. the draw rate of that monitor yeah. to try to keep up with the original Major Havoc clocks. So we'll see what that will look like, but it's definitely going to ramp up the heat. Hmm. Uh, the the one the other one I wanted to talk about that I see a lot of people complain about that I don't understand is the K forty six hundred. A lot of people complain about how those the, the daughter cars that are on it keep shaking loose and uh, you're, you're losing your signals, your X Y and stuff like that. Or they complain about a lot of issues that it has. Um, that's that's another one of those that if it's properly rebuilt, you're fine. You don't have to do anything with it. Um, the, the little plastic piece that holds those daughter cards in place, as long as it's not broken anywhere, it does just a fine job of holding those things in. But you have to take that deflection board out and reflow all those pins to make sure that they're getting good connections and you don't have cracks on her joints and all that. Because if you do, all you have to do is shake it gently and you're going to lose your picture. The thing I do agree about on the 4600 is that it's a real pain to remove that deflection board and recap it. Uh, there's a lot of permanent wiring that you can't just, you know, undo and redo afterwards. Uh, and so what I do is I don't take the deflection board completely out and put it on the bench. Um, I remove it with just enough leeway that I can sit it on a stool next to the cabinet and I just sit it on that and I just do my recap there. Because there's not very many caps on the deflection board. There's like maybe a dozen. Uh, all the rest are on the daughter cards. So doing a cap kit doesn't take very long in the deflection board. So, you know, just do it while I'm sitting right there and then put it right back in and 
it's got one of the best looking pictures, I think, of of those older monitors. Like, I think it's got a superior picture to the K4900 or the G07. I think it's one of the best looking monitors out there. It's just, yep. it's such a pain of, to remove it and do the work. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And that's why they complain about their K4600 messing up all the time because they haven't done the work. Yeah, I, I rebuilt the 4600 in my Galaga. It has an awesome picture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful chassis. It's just... I don't like how they engineered it and put it together because there's a lot of permanent connections that I don't feel like unsoldering and resoldering afterwards. So I just, I give myself enough slack so I can just move it two feet over here, do the job, put it right back where it goes. I'll be, I'll be working on my first 4,600 soon because I've got one. It currently works, but it, I should probably cap it and everything uh, in the, in the Frogger. It kind of reminds me of, you know, with those daughter cards, it makes me think of like a Space Invaders um, board set where instead of them being stacked, they're like an L, right? Yeah. Perpen perpendicular PCPs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an odd design, but half the time you can just take those daughter cards themselves out, recap those, and reflow right. the connectors, and that'll probably solve your problems right there. But while you're at it, go ahead and take out the deflection board, do the full job, because if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Mm -hmm. I saw someone in the chat said that uh, Pentranic and MacVision are basically the same thing. Um, I could see that because MacVisions aren't great either. Uh, it's another one of those <laughs> that they will find when they work, but when they don't, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, well, and like those Cort Cortex are also, I think, Imperial, and um, there was another brand that was the same monitor too. Essentially, um, I forget. Vision Pro. Hmm. I've got a 13-inch Vision Pro in the Pac-Man cabaret I just picked up. I didn't even know Vision Pro made a 13-inch version. I've only seen the 19s. I've got a Geo7 FBO in a Vision Pro frame in my uh, Missile Command uh, uh, cocktail. So it's definitely a Geo7 FBO, but it's in a um uh it's 13 inch in a vision pro frame for whatever reason i'm guessing because maybe they put they took that um fbo out of like a cabaret or something and then found a cocktail uh frame uh for a vision pro and kind of frankensteined it all together now, i think the vision pro was just supposed to be a modern replacement for i want to say geo7s in the first place so that's not mm. that surprising uh the one i have works i'm just gonna have to take it out and cap it It'd be nice if I could find a monitor for that paper boy, but I don't see me finding one of them. Yeah. So any anyone out there, if you've got a uh, a medium res monitor for Troy 19. here, he could nineteen reasonable inch, price. <laughs> reasonable price or free. He will accept donations. I'm assuming. Right? <laughs> so if you've got like, a, if you've gonna, got I'm a use that nineteen inch CRT computer monitor for now. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I don't want to put a flat screen yeah. in there. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. Look, but I got a 25 inch medium resin. So do I. <laughs> you squeeze that in? <laughs> yeah. I think hey, I even just that. went full time. He needs the help. So go ahead and donate that, that chassis to him or that monitor to him, and uh, you'll be helping him out. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll see how the computer monitor looks for now. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to continue following that. I know you've done a couple of videos already. Um, really yeah, I haven't done much. That. Yeah, I haven't gotten a lot done on it yet, but it's getting there. Got a bum knee. That's definitely going to slow you down. Yep, yep. So, cool. All right. Well, I think that was a good uh, podcast, guys. What do you think? 
maybe mm-hmm. we'll go around the horn here. Uh, everybody kind of, you know, plug your channel, tell everybody where they can find you, maybe what uh, the next video in the hopper is uh, for you, starting with Liam. Don't you have your special news? Yes, that's at the end. This is the end. It's not the end of the end, though. This is the beginning of the end. Last. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm Liam. I'm one half of Retrobotics. You can find us on YouTube. Hopefully more content at a greater rate soon enough. We have another video coming out tomorrow. And that's it. What's it about? Tease it. Uh, it's our promise from our live stream previously. We're going to go through uh, Gate of Doom and play through the whole thing and just show everyone just how bad we are at that game because it's really hard. <laughs> and we I, suck. I, I, is my light on? No, my light's not on. I played that at your uh, your house recently, and I, I thought it was actually kind of a fun game. It's fun. It's just yeah. hard. It's hard as it nails. Is. Well, it's it's meant to get you to keep dropping dropping money in it, so... Uh, cool. Kay, how about you? Where can they, where can people find Prime Arcade? I'm Kay with Prime Arcade Sales and Repair down here in West Texas. You can find me on TikTok, Prime underscore Arcade. That's where most of my content is. You can also find me on YouTube at Prime Arcade TX. I couldn't find the same username, but uh, I mostly just cross post the same videos over there, but the ones on YouTube don't have the background music or the captions added. That's just pure organic me talking to the camera. So if you prefer the videos that way, that's how you can see them on YouTube. If you do it on TikTok, you have background music from video games and um, and the captions there as well. So whichever one, whichever format you prefer, that's probably the one you should watch it on. You can also find me on Facebook. That's more for business stuff. Uh, but if you just want to see my content, uh, YouTube and TikTok is the way to go. You're big on TikTok. And there are a lot. It's a lot easier to use copyrighted uh, music on on TikTok. I found. Yeah, I just do a voiceover and kind of play it. Um, I have found some some game series that I have to kind of avoid using the music from because apparently they check those copyrights much more often. I, I have a hard time playing anything from uh, the Tekken series because it gets taken down almost immediately. I guess Namco's taking a look out for their stuff, even with the older Tekken games. Doesn't have to be that any of the newer ones, I could put something from Tekken 3 up and my sound is muted within like 30 seconds putting that video up. Awesome. And Troy, how about you? Where can people uh, find you on the internet? I am uh, Troy's Restoration on YouTube and Troy's Restoration 2.0. The 2.0 is what I do with the cars and other stuff. And then regular Troy's Restoration is all arcade now. Very cool. I put a link down in the live chat to uh, Troy's primary channel, the Arcade Focus channel. And then I think from there, there are links to his other channel if you're interested in checking that stuff out too. And Troy's channels have been growing like like a weed, like wildfire. Uh, he's been getting you know tons of views on his, especially with the, I think people were really excited with the, uh, the renovation he was doing in the arcade. Um, so that's really, really cool. So uh, let's see. Yeah, we need to, Angelina is right, Liam. We need to get Sam uh, on the podcast. She's done a couple of uh, cameos, but we need a Sam episode. So we'll, let's figure something like that uh, sometime uh, this year. So, uh, oh my God, yeah, and then that last... what's that? Is that the announcement? She's going to be on the podcast? <laughs> no, it's not Sam. So, uh, so last, uh, you know, Charlie Overtime Arcade, if you're watching this right now, you're watching it on my channel. Uh, new video coming out tomorrow is a pickup of two games uh, behind me here. Uh, a second outrun mini and a very mysterious uh, Neo Geo uh, conversion. So 
yeah our announcement is uh that yeah we've got a a new full-time host who is going to start next month and uh i think this person is really known to all of you so uh, i'll make the big reveal right here 